Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am your host. We are back here for another week, like we have been for what, like six months now, boys? We've been doing this? It's been a while. Six, seven, something to that effect. Uh, I am here with uh, my esteemed movie colleagues. We are talking movies for the better part of the next hour and a half, two hours. Uh, We'll see how it goes because we have a really, really interesting topic tonight. And for the first time in the history of the podcast, we have a special guest tonight and I will get to him in a minute. But of course, we have to do what we normally do. We got to go around the panel and talk to the players. And I'm going to kick that off with my co-founder, my COO, the hot shot banker mr aj share uh yeah andrew sherry i was gonna do your real crazy weird nickname because i was getting out of control there for a minute but andrew sherry the hotshot banker how you doing tonight brother hello that's all i got <laughs> that's all i got tonight short and sweet baby yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. i got tonight you know we, we we have too much to talk about i know, you know? i, know. I just want to get out of everyone's way we are trying to so make this I'm, quick I'm, yeah doing Let- doing great move along <laughs> yes sir let's go over to uh to my to, to my other big bro uh, the he's a producer. He is uh, the social media mogul for the movie council, but of course, he is our chief boy toy, Mr. Dan Sherry. What's up tonight, man? How, how what you doing? What is happening, Tim? Very excited about tonight. Mm-hmm. You said we get a special guest. This is fucking great. Can't wait for this. So yeah, I'm psyched about uh, watch a fun movie today that we'll talk about, and uh, and like I said, we get a bunch of stuff to get to that I'm looking forward to, but. Uh, yeah gonna be a good good episode i lot to wait. unpack tonight absolutely we'll get to that in a minute but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rev this up too much because we have a lot to do so let's just go ahead and swing it on down to charlotte <laughs> we're talking to my boy my man the bearded handsome sultry sexy mr marky bondurant what's going on tonight man not much man also excited ready to get started um on top of being excited to have a special guest on, the special guest is also my oldest and best friend. So this is doubly exciting for me. Yeah, and Marky, before I before I keep it down in Charlotte, I just want to give you a quick apology because uh, I did re-listen to the podcast last week, which I do have to mention, I don't remember a lot of it. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was drunk enough out of the beginning that I referred to you as Barky. That was a mistake. <laughs> we noticed that. You uh, yeah, oh yeah. no, I, I, I didn't. I noticed it when I listened to it back. Uh, that was not on purpose. That was just, uh, I, I, uh, you can actually blame uh, AJ and DP for getting me absolutely shit-faced the night before. And then I had to do some hair of the dog to make myself feel better on New Year's Day. And then next thing you know, I'm saying Barky. I mean, that's really, that's just the <laughs> yeah, leap. Shit happens. It, yeah, it would have been great if you said Barky Mondurant. To, like, I almost did. Yeah. I, I, I think what happened was I tried to, I, I, I tried to throw in another adjective that began with B, but then I wanted to say his name at the same time. Yeah, and then true. all shit just went fucking haywire. So uh, <laughs> I, I apologize, uh, Marky. Uh, that must have been very, very traumatizing for you. And uh, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I, I do apologize. Apology for accepted. 
Thank you, sir. So this is, again, another first in Movie Council podcast history. We get to swing it on down to Charlotte or just keep it in Charlotte for a second time. I'm going to introduce to you our special guest tonight, like Marky said, one of his closest and oldest friends in the world. He is not a member of the Movie Council yet. I have a feeling after tonight he probably will have a role on my completely official spreadsheet that I have on my laptop, which runs the whole company. Uh, so he is down and wax off. Whole fake company. That's yes. exactly. He's down and wax off. Mr. Andrew Harvey. How you doing tonight, bud? Awesome. Thanks, fellas. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. I, I have to admit as well, I've listened to a handful of your podcasts, not all of them, but I'm a little bit nervous. I'm nervous to be oh. on here. It's like I've listened to it enough that I'm like, Oh man, I'm on with a bunch of celebrities right now. I'm like, yeah, this dude, yeah, homeboy, homeboy is starstruck yeah. right if, now. If, right? if only, if only. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So yeah, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. You know, I feel honored yeah. to be the first official guest of. Uh, it's really Council. exciting, uh, Marky. Thanks for thanks for inviting your your buddy. Uh, he's got uh, a gr- actually. The we'll get into more of why we have him on tonight, but I will say very quickly, he's got uh, actual insider. This guy has been in Hollywood. He he knows the business. He's done some things, and his his presence on the podcast tonight is that correlates with the uh, with the theme, which we will get into in a couple minutes. But Andrew, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you're gonna have to actually sit through some uh, some movie council. Uh, dirty laundry tonight we we we, we yeah. got some some housekeeping uh, shit we got to do it, it, it comes with the gig so if there's any other weeks you're going to be on you might have to do it anyway so um we, we need to talk about some shit are you cool with that oh yeah i i've heard some of the uh hr letters in the past so I, yeah I we're going there to tonight this. just so you know if we, yeah, we will <laughs> get there tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, good I'm, I'm 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 cool that you're you're happy with that and uh dp yes you sir got, you have some emails you want to talk about right I do, yes. So uh, we we got a couple emails regarding our uh, clue casting. Which oh, nice. uh, quick update: uh, we we did put the vote out there for Ricky and Sasha, and it's a dead tie. Yeah. So yeah, don't know how we're gonna break this tie. Uh, we might leave it up to Andrew. Maybe AJ and I can like have a a beat it video style knife fight. Like yeah, where I we tie that. our hands together and I love that. You know, have some yeah. switchblades and like do some dope fan yeah. dance moves. Yeah. Yeah. Could do I that. But uh I actually, we'll, we'll... I actually want I actually would prefer a butterfly knife. All right, we, we can do that. We yeah. can do that. Yeah, you both need so. to have soul glow haircuts though when it yeah. happens. <laughs> I want to brandish it with I want to I want to brandish my weapon with flair, you know. Oh yeah. It, we'll get you back have to a that. lot of flair, so yeah. I like it, but uh, let, let's get to these emails. We've got a couple. We got uh, our first one is from one of our favorites, Patrick. Oh, the Booker Man. The Booker Man. He Love sent us his uh, his clue cast, and I'll give it to you here. Uh, for Mr. Green, he has Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, for Professor Plum, Ed Helms. Yeah. Like it, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman as Mr. Body, Zach Galifianakis as Colonel Mustard, yeah. Helena Bonanza Carter as Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> that was an yeah. autocorrect problem there, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, he struggles with those. Uh, yeah, for Miss Scarlet, he's got Rose Byrne, which that one I kind of like. It's not bad. Yeah, that's interesting actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mrs. White is Ashley Judd. <laughs> we we, we, we have the perf- right. we have the perf- we have the perfect Mrs. White. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Well, so. And uh, for Yvette, he's got uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Okay. So again, you know, shooting for the moon. Little over, little overcast. Wait, I'm there. sorry. Did he give you? Say. Did he give you a Wadsworth? 
Oh, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be the last one I read. Yes, Wadsworth. He has Simon Pegg. Oh, AJ said that last week. Yes. Yeah, I had, it, he, was, yeah. he was on one of my lists. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, and somebody I, I did say like that Wadsworth. Somebody did say Jason Bateman as Mr. Body as well. Someone had Jason yeah, Bateman. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. so yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's right in there. All right. Yeah. Great. Uh, Booker Man, thank you for sending that. Those are actually some great picks. I like Jason, yeah. uh, Jason Sudeikis in that role. That's nice. Yeah, that's a good one. And nice. uh, and so we also got one from did you say, uh, Miss? Did you say Mrs. Peacock? Yes, uh, for Mrs. Peacock oh. is Helena Bonanza Carter. Yeah, I mean, oh, I told right, you, right, he right. struggles okay, okay. with autocorrect. Ca- ca- carry on. Yes, so uh, Cameron sent us an email as well. Oh boy! And uh, so oh, I'm sorry, DP. Real quick, is that bearded thigh tickler '69? Oh yes. Okay. Just so, just so everyone's yeah. clear, Cameron, yeah. also known yeah. as bearded thigh tickler '69, <laughs> best username ever <laughs> on any platform. Yeah. So he sent us his uh, his cast as well, but he also kind of starts off with a interesting little thing, which I am so in love with at this right now. He says. Before my cast list, I'd like to call out this so-called favorite listener, Rachel. Mm. What the hell, guys? <laughs> I bought one-fourth of you a Christmas gift. That Rachel <laughs> chick can suck a dick. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Dude, our listeners going Too at far. each other is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, she, I, I, will t- I can guarantee you she will not take this laying down. Oh, no, yeah. I'm telling right. you right now. It's a bad I look bitch forward to about. her response. It's going to be fun. That girl's my personal <laughs> trainer. She doesn't fuck around. Trust me on that. All right. Oh. All right. But he says, uh, all right, anyways, to my cast list, it was rough. I'm a first-time watcher of Clue just today, so thank oh. you guys for that. Great movie. So, again, another one of my favorite things about this show is Literally, legitimately my watching the movies we talk about makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so here we goes. Here's his list. Uh, for Yvette, he has Rebel Wilson. Huh, that's a very that's interesting pick, you know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not against that. Yeah, I, I like that it. one. Yeah. Uh, he's got two for Mister Body. Uh, he went with Daniel Day Lewis, who Oof. is retired, he's so retired, probably can't so get him. But his second pick is one I really like, Hugo Weaving. Oh, right. Okay. Hugo Weaving is Mr. Body. Very interesting. That's a scary Mr. Body. Yeah. 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 I like that. Or could like that be. A lot. Uh, for Colonel Mustard, he's got Chevy Chase. That's good. Yeah. For Mr. Green, Paul Rudd. Like that huh. one. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. yeah. For Mrs. White, he's got two. He's got the one that's clearly the slam dunk of greatest casting, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. But he also uh, has Kate no McKinnon. Oh, that's not Kate bad. McKinnon is pretty good too. I like that. That's yeah. not bad. Aubrey Plaza is a slam dunk, though. Yeah. Uh, Professor Plum, Jason Bateman. Yeah, uh, Jason Wadsworth, Bateman. Ryan Reynolds. All that's right. who I so, have yeah, for Wadsworth. I, I thought I made it very yeah. clear he was a no, but uh, <laughs> thought I made that clear like three weeks ago he was a no. But Marky doesn't. I think Marky's just just fucking the system at this point. So oh, I yeah. told that's, you no. He's good at that. You know, that's probably why it was in my head, because right. I don't listen very much. We did talk about that at the and very you just end. Planted of, a uh, yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. And his last two, uh, like, because he just watched it once, my first thought was maybe he had them, the characters flipped. But maybe he didn't. And if he didn't, it's actually kind of brilliant. So for Miss Scarlet, he has Melissa McCarthy, huh. which a different no. take, but, uh, you know. No. And for that's Mrs. Yeah, for Mrs. Peacock, 
he has Chelsea Peretti. So I oh. kind of feel like they might be flipped because a Chelsea Peretti Miss Scarlet would be pretty damn good. Yeah, that's you not know? bad. I don't know if yeah. she's, I don't know if she pulls off the sex appeal, but but yeah, I do. I'm a big fan of Chelsea Peretti. I think she's All hilarious. Right. All right. But again, Cameron, thank you for the email, and I'll apologize in advance because Rachel is probably gonna eviscerate you. Yeah, it's gonna get message, it's gonna get nasty. But hey. Good luck, Cam. Yeah. I want to throw again. one more. I want to throw one more out there. You know, oh, you here know, we Chris, go. Oh, boy. Do you guys know? Here we go. Do you guys know Kristen Schaal? Yeah, uh, she's, she's on that the voice show. of uh, yeah, of uh, uh, Louise on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Louise. Yeah, Louise, and she's on that Last Man on Earth, right, with yes. Will Forte as Mrs. Oh, yeah, Peacock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I'm addicted to thinking of casting every time I watch right. a show or a movie I'm thinking who would, would one of these people work in one of these roles well, listen AJ AJ bottle it because we're gonna do we're gonna do more episodes like that <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pick some more we're gonna pick some more movies and we're gonna do some we have some ideas we've we've thrown them around we threw some around on New Year's Eve I don't remember any of them now um <laughs> but but we'll we'll get back to it at some point I I, I guarantee it okay so um so right. everyone, thank you. Right. Thank you so much for the emails. Uh, anyone else listening, you want to email us. We are moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram. We are at moviecouncilpod. And we have a new Facebook page. You can find us at moviecouncilpod on Facebook as well. So thank you all for, for, for the emails. They were great. Yeah, great stuff, guys. Keep, keep throwing them at us. I have a feeling we'll have another one next week is my, is my guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it won't be, it will not be tame. All right. <laughs> so one last thing to do before we get going tonight with the topic. Uh, I got, I got a late, late HR memo, literally to the point where I, I like to, if I get them during the day and I'm at the, I'm at my uh, massive office at the movie council headquarters, I normally like to print out the email so I can read it, but I got this thing so late. I don't even have a printer in my home. So I, I couldn't even print this out. I got this up literally about an hour ago. Excuse me, an hour and a half ago. The first one was uh, so, uh, the, the grammar was so poor, I made her write it again. Uh, so I go, oh, here's the thing. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago is that uh, Heidi, our HR person has been traveling. Uh, and by traveling, I mean moving from Boston to Charlotte. She's down near you, Marky. Mm -hmm. now i'm sure you're just loving that i've seen her <laughs> yeah um so she hasn't been able to do any work however turns out she's been listening to all the podcasts that's what oh, happens shit. when you take a 14 fucking hour drive from boston to charlotte you have a lot of time to listen to shit she's listened to everything and now she has come out with uh with an hr memo that uh dp what a shock it's you and me <laughs> wait what, what a surprise <laughs> yep it's you and Us? me Again, uh, that's because Marky and I behave ourselves. I thought we had been for the most part. Uh, let me just read this quickly. We'll get through it. Uh, we just it, 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 it's important that it's on the on the ledger. That's is that a word? Sure. Why not? It is. Uh, now. It's official now when we read it. Let me just quickly run through it. Uh, we can blow off some steam afterwards and then we'll move on. OK. Um, so I just got this, uh, personal confidential memo, Timothy Sherry, CEO, Dan Sherry, chief boy toy secondarily, you know, she actually wrote AJ, you'll like this. She says, I deleted all the stuff you guys blah, blah, blah through to get to the important stuff to save time. 
as you ah. all mentioned recently, I was moving. So this memo is a collaboration of multiple podcasts as I catch up. Timmy and Dan, again, one of the few people I allow to get away with Timmy. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> but but my patience is wearing thin with it. I'm not going to lie. You should have stuck with one of your other titles in the Badness Madness, as Marky and Andy suggested. Did you really think that a, quote, bunch of cunt 16 was a good idea? Yes. Dan, I'm not sure if I should thank you or be angry with you that you called me a, quote, brilliant cunt. <laughs> uh, I am brilliant, but definitely not the C word. If you uh, recall that ruined a previous holiday, I I've believe it was heard a birthday. I think it was a birthday that the when you called her that it ruined it. All right, um, <laughs> let's be clear. Your next and bracket we're not dysfunctional, not in the least. <laughs> not, not uh, let's be clear. Your next bracket will not be a quote. Those can get it. Uh, really, Timmy and Dan, do you watch the news? And have you not heard of the Me Too movement? I think the Mister Hotshot Banker and Marky mentioned this was not a good idea. Listen to them if you don't listen to me. Okay. The swearing and the drinking are a correlation and do go way up as the drinking does. I have to mention you do get funnier, however. You may become a little more offensive and offend more people. If we had any listeners in Berlin, we don't now. Again, that was a couple <laughs> weeks ago we offended German listeners. Uh, again, she's really, she's really putting a lot of shit together. Here. And I did not see that coming. There we go. There it is. Uh, Again, don't tell your listeners how drunk you were as we couldn't tell until you told us the next week. I think that was at me. Not sure what was up with the week of Christmas, but the incest jokes are way over the line and totally inappropriate. What? I think yeah. it's a direct correlation of how much you've had to drink. Usually. Yeah. I think as a punishment for your, ex your excessive swearing, Dan and Tim, you will need to watch Netflix documentary on where swear words come from narrated by Nicolas Cage. That's not happening. Please let me know yeah, once you have completed, the punishment. Yeah, completed the documentary and know the origin of the swear words. Uh, I know you know the policy violations, so I took those out as well. As far as the movie reboot, you will all have to reconsider some pay reductions to bring on the cast that you are considering. Whoa. If approved, I will move forward uh, with the offer letters. Let's work together to immediately correct, you know, the, that whole thing at the end. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm not watching that documentary. Uh, she does not impose punishments on me. I'm her boss last time I checked. So I'm not mm -hmm. doing any of those things. Uh, the Weezer, we do love you very, very much, but I'm not doing any of those things you said, nor am I taking uh, your, your memo all that seriously. Because all the shit you were talking about, I don't remember much of it, just to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm taking it very seriously, personally. It, of course yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. These, these two. Marky, these two I didn't say anything. These fucking two. <laughs> mm. So again, Weezer, thank you. Thank you for the memo. Um, we do love you. I, I can quickly remind you that you don't wield any power, but I do I do appreciate the effort. I really, <laughs> really do. She's really going above and beyond. Yeah. She's doing she's doing really helping out this fake company exactly, tremendously. Exactly. Yeah. She's keeping us in line in theory. So yes. all right. So, anyways, uh, let's get into our topic tonight. Um, and that's why, uh, like I mentioned before, maybe we have Mr. Andrew Harvey here tonight. Um he is a guy that has worked in the industry, knows a lot about things. And uh, our topic tonight is uh, Annapurna Studios, a really, really uh, awesome movie production company that has some amazing movies. We can run down the, um, the list of movies that they've done. I, I did a little research on it myself. We can get into that in, uh, in a few minutes. But I, I want to kick it over to Andrew for a couple of minutes. Um, why don't, just, just quickly again, uh, Andrew, uh, why don't you talk about uh, your history with Annapurna? Um, you know, when you started there, what you did there, things you worked on, anything you mm -hmm. want to say, just so people can get to know you a little bit. 
Sure, sure. Well, um, let's see, it could be, a, you know, there's a two hour version of it. And then there's also a 10 minute version of it. So I'll, I'll stick with the shorter one. But yes, sir. Uh, you know, as Marky said, we are literally brothers from another mother. Mm -hmm. We've known each other since we were babies. So it's quite awesome you guys are doing this. And we were both kind of big movie fans growing up. Um, but to kick it off, so I guess I'll go back to college a little bit. You know, I've always loved movies, always had an interest in it. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, but my oldest brother is a writer and director as well. He's, uh, he's written and directed three films now, all of which wow. you could see. Uh, we'll get to that later as well. But awesome. he, he was out in Los Angeles for about five or six years. He teamed up with a uh, former investment banker turned uh, film producer. He actually met him uh, here in Charlotte because he used to work as a high executive for Bank of America. Uh, and then he got out of it and wanted to go into movie producing. So my brother actually met him here. He somehow, I can't remember, found out that that's what he was getting into. My brother's more of the creative type. He was really into writing and directing. And I mean, he was a complete cinephile. Like in college, he watched everything. You, he was the one that introduced us to the most obscure movies <laughs> growing oh, up. Yeah. Yeah, Itu I mean, Mamba Tambien, he brought home one time when we were way too young to watch that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He totally did, yeah. which still sticks out in my mind, too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how awesome it was. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. any like French noir film, like anything, he goes back to the 50s and, you know, he, he goes toe to toe with anybody. So uh, he was he had a big interest in directing and writing and he got plugged in with this guy and they took off to Los Angeles and he kind of started by working for him. But eventually they they became partners. Um, meanwhile, while I was in college here in North Carolina, you know, I was working um, for kind of a film program uh, at a, the athletic department I went to college at. And so I kept, you know, mentioning, hey, just pull me out there, pull me out there, I'll do anything, I'll pull cords, I'll be an assistant. Yeah, you know, awesome. you, like how anyone starts, you start as an assistant on set, you start as an assistant to a producer. Um, so yeah, they brought me on. Um, I, I graduated. I moved out there right away, packed up my car and uh, Marky actually was with me and our other good buddy, Chad, and we drove across the country in my small Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, match my, uh, my brother already had an apartment in Hollywood, so we were able to stay with him, um, which worked out. And then I uh, started working for this guy and um, I literally green, you know, wide eyed, just full of energy, no idea what I was doing. Um, ready to kind of take it by storm but very different world when you get into it i learned <laughs> yeah. but it was fun because through that process um you know we I, I assisted him and they were in the full swing on a film called passion play that you got probably no one's ever heard of it had bill murray mickey rourke in it megan fox oh, i remember that by a guy named uh, bill glazer uh, he was a big like kind of old school hollywood writer um so they were doing that and i got to work on that a little bit it was really cool and through that process, before I had moved out there, they had met uh, Megan Ellison. And Megan was around my age, and she started kind of hanging out with them and working closely with them. And we had similar interest in film and TV and music and all of that. And we'd get together and party and so on and so forth. We just kind of hit it off, which if you guys don't know who Megan Ellison is, she's the daughter to Larry Ellison, who is the founder and CEO of Oracle. And He's got a couple of bucks. <laughs> yeah. A couple of bucks in the bank. Yeah. yeah. A couple of those. Absurd. It's absurd. But she, she's so like opposite of that. She's so down to earth. So cool. Very like punk rock, you know, wearing like kiss t-shirts. And mm. um, yeah, we just, we kind of hit it off and um, we're working together. And long story short, the producer I worked for was kind of a shady guy um we all sort of well you said he was a bank executive before that so yeah, so, yeah. yeah we assumed shady <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, was, 
he was like a Bear Stearns Wall Street guy in the 80s. Like he was. Oh, damn. He was that that kind of mold. And, um, you know, we I, I don't want to get into it, but we just had reason to, to get out of Cut there. Ties. So, yeah. And we left right at the time that my older brother's first film was getting made called Catch 44 that was shooting in Shreveport, Louisiana. And Megan was a producer on it. And so we all ended up leaving LA and bouncing off to Shreveport, Louisiana. And if you know anything about Shreveport, there's really nothing to do there. Yeah. So um, we hung out a lot on set and it was kind of my first like intro into like a real movie set, you know, it was a decent budget, Bruce Willis, Forrest Whitaker, Mullen Ackerman, which is really cool. It's kind of like, well, you know, going from like North Carolina in college to six months later, you're like hanging out with those guys. You're like, yeah. this is pretty wild. wild. Pretty um, awesome. But through that, yeah, Megan and I became continue to become friends, and we used to talk about, you know, why is nobody taking risks, you know, on these auteur filmmakers? You know, whatever happened to Paul Thomas Anderson, Spike Jones, um, you know, where are all these guys that studios don't like take a chance want to, on anymore? Yeah, exactly. They're they're too risky because they're not commercially viable. But we knew people were into it. We knew people would like it. You know, it's always quality over quantity. You know, it's. Um, a lot of the classic art versus commerce battle. And so she started just kind of kicking around, brainstorming, talking about, it would be cool to do that. It'd be cool to work with them. And, you know, obviously she has the means to be able to make that happen if she wanted to. Um, but we didn't really think too much of it until we, uh, you know, came back to Los Angeles. Uh, she hired, she kept me on as a post-production assistant on the movie Catch 44. And we were back in LA. I was working in Santa Monica and she just, called me November, 2010. I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to go full fledged with this studio. Do you want to come work for me? So I was like, of course. <laughs> yeah. And this oh, was, yeah. I was, I was trying to figure out the next thing. And she always, a lot of people don't know this too. She's always had Annapurna, like the loan out company. The name was always there. And she had hmm. produced a few films before Annapurna, as you guys know, it um, was so passion play waking Madison, another movie called main street. Um, but Annapurna didn't really, really kick off until we started it in November 2010. Um, and Lawless was the first movie we kind of signed on to. Um, so that's sort of the, in a nutshell, version of how I got plugged into it. And it's crazy to look back now and think about it. But starting out, it was just, you know, a bunch of kids basically in a house in the hills talking about who do we want to work with? Who would be cool to like, yeah. you know, bring up? And so, yeah, we, um, and then we just, we set up a bullpen. We set up a little office. She had a house in the hills. That's a beautiful house in the hills. And she owned the property right next to it as well. And we set that up as our like office. So she could just walk next door. Um, and then we hired on a couple other people that we had known before, uh, more kind of her friends, but people I got to know through her. So we started with, you know, five, six people. And it was as easy. It was a very like startup culture. It was very like entourage. -y. It was like awesome house in the hills. We were very like our brand. We wanted to be very counterculture, like fuck you, you know, screw the system. We're not like corporate like suits, you know, we're trying to make like cool cinema. So as we started setting it up, we kind of just reached out CAA, which is, you know, like the biggest agency in Hollywood, creative artist agency. They, they kind of heard about what we were trying to do. Um, word spreads really quickly when someone like her kind of gets decides to get involved so then they just started kicking people up to meet with us and um, you know so we met we were just like let's meet with Catherine Bigelow let's meet with Paul Thomas Anderson and Wild. they started yeah kicking yeah. them up yeah. so here we are we're hanging out this house you know I'm like a year removed in Hollywood and we're drinking beers at two o'clock hanging out with 
you know, these the greatest storytellers of all time. Yeah. It was a, it was very quick and very awesome. Um, yeah, I was definitely very lucky to, to fall into that, um, that quickly, but we worked very hard too, obviously. And so when it, when we started going, it word started spreading fast and we, we moved very quickly and it was very, everyone wore a lot of different hats. So I was an assistant, like an office manager, an operations manager. I was fielding calls from journalists and agents and I was running the lunches. I was doing the whole thing. So, um, yeah, that, that, that kind of like really kicked it off. And then, um, we just kept going from there and we, we stayed as independent as we could, uh, once we got, which we could get into later, but six, seven years down the road, then we moved into more of like an actual studio. We started a marketing division, distribution arm. We have an interactive division, a TV division, you know, there was a lot of different things, but our bread and butter was filmmaking, you know, just, just taking on these challenging projects. Um, so it was great. Yeah. And, uh, I think I mentioned Lawless was the first one. Lawless was a co-production that Sony had, uh, was producing and they were looking for like kind of an equity gap to finish off the puzzle. And so it was already up and pretty much going, but we came onto it late for a little piece of it. And we shot that out in Georgia with John Hillcoat, who's amazing. And, um, it was, I believe Sony pictures, classic that put it uh actually maybe it was, it was definitely a sony picture i don't know if it was sony picture classics mm -hmm. but so that was kind of our first entry into it and then we built the structure and the foundation and um as we moved forward we brought on more people and then we kind of developed more structure you know we had a head of production a head of development you know a cfo a coo we did all of that but i was more specifically in um production and development and we would all kind of, there's about four or five of us and we would divvy up projects together that would come in to go kind of take off and produce. So when I left, I was, my last title was director of production and development um, right before I left. That's what I built wow. up. To. I was there for eight and a half years from the very beginning. Damn. Oh, so that was recent. So, you left recently. Yeah. Yeah. I left. Damn. It's been about a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. So um, that's yeah. crazy to think it was eight and a half years though. Cause that feels like it was, you know, just a few years ago that we drove you out there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. flies, man. How quickly the time went. Like I look back on it and I'm like, whoa, that was a wild roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, can I just can I just ask a quick question? Is anybody else in this room other than Andrew like super jealous of Andrew's life <laughs> in the last other uh, than me? Because I'm so fucking jealous that you got to do that. That is like dude, that I've, legitimately sounds I hear like these a stories fucking first. dream. I've yeah. been hearing these stories oh. firsthand for the past 10 years. Right? Oh my God. It sounds oh, yeah. fucking amazing. I, I'm, of course, yeah, I try to grab really it every great. once in a while and like get a little taste of it, you know, like, Hey man, like show me around. Where's the party at? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say, I will say it is not without its consequences and it is not always what it seems. Yeah. Oh, I remember you telling me whenever we were talking on the phone, uh, whenever you did have time to talk on the phone, you were doing like 12 plus hours a day like mm -hmm. six, sometimes seven days a week. Like that no sounds awesome. If you're just like that working that many hours on movies, yeah. I know you yeah. busted your balls. I'm sure you busted your balls and you worked really yeah. hard and you probably pulled your fucking hair out at times. But at the same time, like my guess is you probably wouldn't have traded it for anything. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not, not looking back on it, especially, I mean, I'm still in the business. I'm more on the independent side. Right. We got a little company with a friend and we're trying to do some things together, but um, to, it, it's not a normal kind of, um, 
entry into this you know people spend 20 years getting to that point absolutely yeah you you, you know? got catapulted into it yeah. Yeah. yeah which was cool i mean it was all thanks to megan and then we kind of had this weird crew like a lot of people that all worked together we were all so different in our own right but like it kind of worked weirdly we were very like we, we intentionally were very mysterious we didn't talk to the press a lot everyone wanted to be you know wondering what we were doing like be a part of it hear about new things and megan was very shy from the press because of who she was so yeah um yeah it was like that was kind of our vibe and our culture and, and for the first few you know three four years it really worked and a lot of people wanted to take things to us so we had the advantage of being able to kind of call anybody in town we wanted to get a meeting or like if we heard about a good project that floated in around we were like let's go try to get our hands on it and see if we could get involved and you know that's a very hard thing to do in the business you know when very few people can do that so um, it definitely made things easier but yeah, yeah. there's a lot of um a lot of a lot of politics a lot of personalities a lot of bs yeah <laughs> yeah i've got um i've got uh a couple questions the well the first one maybe not as much of a question but um because so you guys started like late 2010 and you had, or, you know, Megan Ellison, like you were telling that story about how you and her were, were, you know, wondering how come no one's taking a chance on these fantastic filmmakers, writers, directors, mm-hmm. and they're just churning out the stuff that they, they know that makes them money, the sequels and the fucking comic book movies or whatever. Um, Cause that, you know, 2008, the recession, those studios, the major studios really were just pu- putting out movies that were the, that they knew were going to have a, a good return. No one was literally taking a chance on anything. No. So how long before people realized that your doors were open and you had the financial backing before, like you started getting calls from big name players? Cause I know, I remember you telling me people were reaching out to you, like mm-hmm. some really big people in the industry started calling like, Hey, I, I heard what you're doing. I'd like to work with you guys. Like how long oh. did that take before you started people started reaching out to you for that. Oh, I mean, weeks, probably. Yeah, it's it's the way it is out there. It's like the minute, there's always people that kind of come along and there's always like a new shiny object out there and everyone wants to be a part of it and jump in on it. So it was literally, I mean, the minute the agencies, like Creative Creative Artist Agency and William Morris Agency, the two big ones heard about it, they were trying to get the clients in the door. They were trying to get executives and agents in the door. People wanted to represent us. And uh, yeah, and, and they just kind of threw everything at us. I mean, we went, we ran around town taking like eight meetings a day for like a, the first few months. And we were like, yeah. we, just, we just can't keep doing this anymore. <laughs> you know, poor yeah. Megan, you know, she's, she, she's got a very particular way of doing anything. And, you know, I would schedule like eight things for her, you know, and eventually yeah. like, this is She's much. fairly introverted too, right? Yeah, very introverted. I mean, she's, she's a cinephile like anybody else obviously she mm-hmm. loves video games she likes just hanging out like super cool i mean she would be on this podcast and you know just like one of us like she's yeah. she's awesome so you know it, it, she, she luckily was born into the resources and she knew it and yeah. so she put them to uh, yeah. uh for a good reason but um it got it got pretty crazy pretty quick uh and then we kind of had a few outside sources that we trusted that we dealt with but for the most part, talent, you know, whether it's actors, directors, writers, we would meet with all day because that's more mm-hmm. what we were about. Yeah, actually, that, that was a question I wanted to ask is um, like if you, you look at the list of films oh. from Annapurna, it seems like a lot of them are very much like uh, 
actor driven like the roles and the the acting performances are what drives these films was that like a conscious decision to try and like focus on actor driven films um it wasn't so much actor centric but it was very like we had a very heavy hand in making sure that whoever was brought on would would hit that quota so, mm-hmm. it, but, you know, we, we also, what we did, what we, you know, we differed from most people because we gave directors a lot of leash. So we're like, look, we'll, we'll write a good check. You could do whatever you want. But most of the mm-hmm. time studios are kind of breathing down your neck. They get a very certain way they want it to look, very certain way to market it and distribute it. We, we gave the luxury of like, we're not, we're here to support. We're not here to like breathe down, you know, your neck at the end of the day. Right. And so directors love that. So they, yeah. they, would, they would think about people that they didn't imagine they could normally get. And we'd be like, sure, let's go try to get them. And so that would happen. Now, mm-hmm. we have a you know, fortunate advantage that a lot of these directors already worked with a lot of these actors. You know, like Paul right. Thomas Anderson works with Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, you know, they're two of the best in their respective fields. So that was something that was always going to happen. But yeah, we definitely, we wanted, we wanted them to know that we, we had their back and we wanted them to like execute their vision as much as possible. Yeah, right. Andrew, it, it, awesome. it, it, it kind of sounds like, and it's such a great idea, it kind of sounds like you guys just kind of got out of the way and let the creative people be creative, let the talent yes. be the talent. Yes, 100%. And that, that's, that really was kind of our, uh, you know, our mantra and what we wanted people to know. Well, I mean, um, you can tell in the movies, and the, some of the yeah. movies that have come out from Anna Perner are just so amazing that was a time when a couple of my favorites in there not Mm -hmm. to beat a dead horse but that was a time when like you just were not getting good fresh original creative stuff right and then Mm -hmm. they came out you guys came out and just started knocking these films out of the park that was yeah Mm -hmm. that was just fantastic but my second question i wanted to ask you was what movie was it for you guys that you felt like you could you had kind of made it or you know landed made your mark because for me i felt like it when I, we're watching you guys it was when uh her came out mm-hmm. and you know won the academy award for that and then that was like undoubtedly put a huge stamp on your name at that mm-hmm. point but was there a movie before then that you guys kind of felt like all right we're here now like fuck all these other guys like get well, out of our way. yeah you know so it's funny because you you get a lot of haters too and they're like oh they don't know what they're going to do they're doing these risky movies they're going to lose all their money mm-hmm. and you know to a, to a degree that kind of did happen for a little bit but one of the first ones was the master um, paul thomas anderson's movie which was about as auteur and you know masterful as you can get but you know it's not going to make money so mm-hmm. but then we came out not long after that with zero dark 30 that was a blockbuster huge you know, big yeah. hit yeah i mean big hit for like independent not like you know avengers hit but sure. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that one so when we can't we would kind of come out with the master and then we would do zero dark 30 and so both kind of towed the same line of um you know creative flexibility and freedom but also there's like a commercial appeal to some of it because megan wasn't sure. ever she wasn't big on like i'm trying to make money she's just like yeah. i don't want to lose my shirt you know, well, she she already fucking has the money, so yeah. like she just wants to make good. She just wants to make good movies. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. I would we say love her for Zero, that. It's fantastic. Yeah, once Zero Dark Thirty kind of came out, I feel like people thought, okay, you know, they're not just throwing money at you know movies that are fantastic but are going to lose money, but they're also uh-huh. making conscious decisions that we got to like, you know, we we got to flip. This is a business. Still. Yeah, yeah, we got to. Yeah, keep but it was never. On. It was never like let's make a ton of money. It was just how can we 
continue to pump out these move these movies mm-hmm. without losing. So I would say once we got around Zero Dark Thirty, um, that was kind of like we're off to the races. Yeah. That brought about uh, yeah, like you say, her and then American Hustle came after that, and we did like Foxcatcher. You know, we did transitions right. too, like Spring Breakers and. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite too. Sausage Party was that an acquisition? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, Sausage Party we fully produced. That was from the beginning. I, Damn, that was yeah. from the very beginning. That right. was our biggest hit. Yeah, I remember um, my the executive that found that script. He was kind of always known as the comedy guy in our in our uh, little group, and he read it and was just like, "Dude, you got to read this. This is batshit crazy, but it is hilarious. <laughs> it's very." I fucking loved Sausage Party. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That movie is fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is so good and yeah when you read it it reads exactly as you know how you watch it and you're just yeah. like this is insane but and that was when you know seth rogan and those guys were so wildly popular too but they were they they took it to all the major studios and no one wanted to do it they thought it was too out there too raunchy like they just were not they didn't see it working it wasn't mm-hmm. until in fact they didn't think it would work at all until we dropped the red band trailer and when the uh, Red Band trailer came out, it was the most viewed Red Band trailer at the time. Yeah, yeah I remember I, seeing I, it. Damn. I was one of the ones who viewed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I remember I that. Sure too. I watched it multiple times. Yeah. And so Sony, I believe, I'm pretty sure Sony put it out. Tom Rothman, who, Rothman, who was like the head at the time, he kind of was like, oh, wow, we have something on our hands. And then they just put it wide, you know, everywhere. And it made, it went gangbusters. But Yeah, nice. Yeah. But that one, yeah, we animated that with a studio in Vancouver. We uh, we did it up there, and it was a long pro. It was hilarious. I I may still have some on my old Dropbox, but there was like old uh, like animatic sketches of how they uh-huh. wanted it to look. So it was like the initial kind of storyboard art of like Sausage Party. Nice. So we would watch as these kind of like animated characters took life throughout the whole process because animation takes years and years to do. Sure. Um, so that was pretty cool to watch. You know, um, really fun. And that guy. Uh, who's still a friend of mine the executive who found that he now works at illumination which is like the minions studio yeah wow nice but, all right well um, that's awesome man do, do you guys yeah. have any other questions before we, we we bust into some of these movies and kind of break them down a little bit no that's what yeah i was actually going to segue into that earlier when we were talking about zero dark yeah um so you you want to you want to talk some some specifics get into some movies yeah let's yeah do yeah, it. Sure. yeah um uh, is it cool if I go first? Sure. Yeah. I want to go first for a couple of reasons. One was the movie I picked, because I a lot of times when we do stuff like this, I like to pick a movie that I've never seen before, um, and I like to watch it and have it fresh in my mind, have a, my first feelings about it. So the movie, I, I actually picked your first movie. I picked Lawless. I had never seen Lawless. Right. And um, so that's part of the reason I want to kick it off, because it was, it was the first movie mm-hmm. uh, that you did. And I also want to kick it off because you know, we just had like a nice, really awesome, like positive conversation about Annapurna and like how awesome it is. So I want to completely throw it in the other direction. When I tell you, I fucking hated Lawless. I'm sorry. I absolutely fucking hated it. I'm sorry. I really like, oh. listen. Listen, like, was, I, was it just the family name that bothered you? Or? No, no, no. That was, yeah, yeah. That's the only part I liked, actually. Um, no, I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I just, I, I got it. I can't lie. I'm not going to lie, right? <laughs> oh, I, I love really, it. I love it. I really dislike this movie. All right. And, and, okay. and uh, let me, let's just talk about it real quick. Uh, you mentioned John Hillcoat. Uh, was direct, he was a director. Uh, was 
technically released in 2012. It was based off a 2008 book called The Wettest County in the World by, by Matt Bondurant. Mark, any relation? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's said the early 1930s uh, Prohibition era, just basically a family um, that uh, was bootlegging moonshine and you know, they get into trouble with the law and it's a, it's a very violent, violent movie. Um, and listen, the, the cast is fucking star studded. You know, Tom Hardy, Sh- Sh- Shia LaBeouf, Buff, LaBeau, LaBeouf. How the fuck do you say LaBeouf. his name? Shia LaBeouf. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Chastain, Jason Clark, who actually really, I like Jason. I love Clark. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Clark. Yeah, yeah. I love him from Brotherhood. Like he, he's, uh, he, he's great. Uh, Mia Wazakowski. Guy Pierce is in it. I love right. Guy Pierce. Very creepy in that movie. Yeah. He looks fucking ridiculous. Pretty creepy. Um, <laughs> uh, even uh, uh, Bill Camp is in it. Bill Camp from The Night of, uh, and he's in uh, he's in Joker. Um, I love Bill Camp. I think he's great. I think he's criminally underrated. So it's a it's a great cast. I just I just didn't like the movie. I just didn't. Sure. Um, well, tell us why. I will. I I will. Um, my my biggest issue with the movie, and this is one of my issues with any movie, a lot of the movies I don't like, is that like I don't. I didn't really find any of the characters likable. I really didn't. Really? I mean, like, I just, I just, I don't know. I just didn't find. I, I don't know. Tom Even Hardy, Jason Clark. Nah, he's a drunken moron. For, I mean, like, look, he's got. He, he, he. Wait, he, what's wrong with that? Well, let's, no, I, I don't like any of us. I didn't say that. So, I mean, um, I, just like, yeah, no. I mean, there were some good moments for all of them. I just, I don't know. I find the whole. I felt like at times it was like violence for the sake of being violent. Like it, it was just kind of. Okay, let me get, let me get more specific. I will say that I thought Guy Pierce and Shia LaBeouf were actually very very good in the movie. I thought that they they were great, but for me it was like there were these massive plot holes, and there was just like this like lack of like kind of story development in it. Like for instance, Guy Pierce, right? First of all, from what I read, that character was was changed from the original. The original character was like a was a local lawman, but then Guy Pierce was in the movie Rakes. He was brought in from Chicago. And he shows up from Chicago with this like blood feud in his mind, like for no reason, like he doesn't even know these fucking guys. And he shows up into Virginia, like someone just killed his fucking dog. Like he wants everyone dead just out of the blue. Like he just ratchets up the violence out of the blue. I thought that just didn't really make a lot of sense. I didn't really think the Tom Hardy, Jessica Chastain thing made any sense. It had no development. It was just like, Oh, he gave her a job. And then, he helped her with those drunken idiots. The drunken idiots cut his throat. And she was like, oh, I sense he's in danger right now. You just met the fucking guy. Like, how do you know that? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was like, it was like really just like sped up. And I don't think they spent enough time developing people. And I, I don't know. I, I think it was just kind of like a big kind of celebrity fest. And I just, I don't know for me, like it just didn't, it just didn't go anywhere. I, I didn't, I didn't and, love it. I, when you said uh, sped up, I, I do agree with that. Um, I enjoy the movie partly because it shares my namesake yeah. but also because... for the listeners by the way the whole family in the movie their last name is bondurant so yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Just, and which they so pronounce like seven different ways in the movie well, at one point yeah. they're like kind of like you have <laughs> right yeah. yeah they didn't fuck anybody's, yeah. anybody's first name like i did last week but what i'm saying is <laughs> what i'm saying yeah they, they 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 mess with that name a lot can i can i just say one more thing and marky yeah. and, and andrew i'll let you talk um you can say whatever you want you can call me a cunt that's fine i i, I i've been called worse by that was coming but regardless the, but that's true but 
I was going through Rotten Tomatoes. One of the things I like to do is I like to, I don't really like to read the critics' reviews. I like to go through and read the audience reviews. And sometimes you just find like these weird little gems in there. Yeah. And I usually set the filter so I I can set, I can read either the five stars or the one star. I want to read anything in the middle. I just want all or nothing. So I read this one. And when I first read it, I was like, huh? And then I read it like four or five more times. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. So let me read this. It's it's quick. Don't worry. It's, it's quick. You read this guy's comment five times? Yeah, it's quick. It's quick. But it took me a minute. And I was like, yeah, this this, this is totally how I feel. So it, this is what he said. This, this is so good. <laughs> this was like deciding to climb a pretty big mountain with your friend. The premise is exciting and all the ingredients, ingredients are there for a great adventure. Then halfway up the mountain, your friend dies, but you continue to drag his corpse up the mountain from some unfounded sense of loyalty so that you can finish it together. So at the end, you are atop the mountain with half of a corpse waiting for some fanfare or something great to happen, but it never does. Then it says, it's a very unfulfilling film. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I can see why you read that five times. That makes total sense, though. That's that's wonderfully written. Where it did you so, find that? That was on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a random <laughs> review on Rotten. Uh, That's audience hilarious. Review. But it's true. It, like for me, it's true. It's like it's like they just kept they just kept staring into the skin over and over again. They're thinking yeah. this was something. This was something brilliant. And it just for me, it just I don't know. It just wasn't. Don't get me wrong. Like I said before, Annapurna has so many amazing movies. I just don't think Lawless is one of them. So yeah. But hey, listen, it made money. It was I read it was like a twenty six million dollar budget. It made like. Box office alone made like fifty-five million or something like that, so it made money. So I'm not talking shit. Yeah, I'm just saying, I just didn't love the movies. That's all. <laughs> all right. You know, um, if I real quick, I won't speak on it too much, but you know, this uh, when this movie came out, you know, like I said, it, this is right at the beginning. Annapurna. Andrew was actually able to mail me a DVD, um, maybe a little bit early. I can't remember if you know it was before like the movie was actually in theaters. I, I maybe not. I can't remember. But you know, That's he told illegal, me about bro. it. That's illegal. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Statutes, I made that up. I don't know. Statutes of limitations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, making shit up as I go. But honestly, truly, partly because it's my namesake. You know, I never knew about these this family. Um, movie came out. I asked my dad about it, and I was like, "Do we have family in uh, West Virginia?" And he's like, "I mean, yeah, somewhere. Like, there's." Oh, Jesus. There's uh, oh, there's there's, lineage here. yeah, there's lineage there. Like, there's only so many Bondurants or Bondurants or Bondurants or Bondurant, like however you want to pronounce it. There's only so Bonneville, many of them. Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah. There's there's only a handful of them in America, and we all apparently share a tie somewhere. So these are somehow some distant distant cousins. Um, so just learning about like some family history was kind of cool. But then also, this was right when I started to kind of have like a man crush on Tom Hardy, and to have him play a Bondurant was pretty rad. That's very um, understandable too. And I'm not a huge fan of Shia LaBeouf, but I think he did a pretty good job in this. And this was also, a, as far as I can remember, my first introduction into uh, Jason Clark and maybe even Jessica Chastain. So I like the movie for that. You know, for uh, the first time I got to see them. And I like the violence in the movie. You know, it's almost Wait, had like a little you? bit of old Westy feel to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're right. The movie, the story was kind of like fast tracked just to get through it. Um, but uh, a good old moonshining story. I wish they slowed it down. That's all. I just wish they slowed yeah. it down a little bit. It, and, you know, and the, well, the movie itself, how long was it? Close to two hours, right? About two hours, yeah. 
So if they had taken their time, shoof, shit, that could have been a three-hour movie. Well, well, let me just say, and Andrew, you 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 can speak to this if you like. I I, I read some things on IMDb and on Wikipedia, and the, um, some people were saying there were a, a lot of things, a lot of a lot of violent things that actually didn't even make it into um, into into production. Some stuff they worked. I, again, that could be total bullshit. You were there, so I mean, you you can tell me. <laughs> No, there were, there was definitely, you know, on a cutting room floor too, you know, you're, you're shifting through like six hours of footage and a lot yeah. of scenes that you're not using, as you can imagine. And I, I only went and visited for a few days. I wasn't actually there the whole time, but oh, okay. you know, it's all getting reported back anyway. And you're seeing everything as it comes in. But um, yeah, it, it, there, that is true. There were definitely some scenes that were not used that probably would have upped it a little bit, you know, Sony was putting it out. So there's always a little bit of a, you know, you kind of got to answer to the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna- probably cut it anyway but yeah lawless i mean it it was my you know it's near and dear to my heart because it was the first project we did and um uh you know it's i'm sometimes i haven't seen it in so long honestly and i'm also so like married to these things because the process of going from like taking like two and a half three years to do it you're so close to it you kind of can't tell until so i i appreciate and love to hear all the like feedback from it because yeah. so much time into it doesn't be the best thing ever and then it's like someone's like ah, you know <laughs> no i mean listen i mean it got it got reviewed somewhat well um you know i think it was like 73 percent on uh, Rotten yeah. tomatoes yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but andrew let, let me ask you this one quick question mm-hmm. and then we can move on to the next person we can talk about that movie because there is there i'm sure you know there is like some drama rumors from from that movie between shia labeouf and tom hardy and i read i read that and again i know you're only there for a few days but i i read that shia labeouf because he's very like you know he tries to get into and by the way i think he's i think he's very underrated i think he's a really good actor Mm -hmm. um he borderline psychopath yeah maybe yeah he, uh, I read that he was drinking moonshine on the set for most of his scenes because he wanted to get into that character. Mm-hmm. And it caused like a lot of shit. Like I read that Mia Wasikowski wanted to walk out because he was such an asshole. And mm-hmm. then and then there was a rumor that there was a fight between him and Tom Hardy. But then I read this other interview where they said they were just roughhousing and there was an accident. But then shia was so drunk he just started telling everybody knock tom hardy out like there was like this all this drama that went on do you know anything about that and if you can't say it don't say anything i don't that's fine no no i mean well there's always always just crazy drama on set you know all the time (laughs) i I mean that that that, that, that's minor from a lot of things i've heard and seen in the past so but yeah there was i mean shia shia is a big drinker you know he's had he, he he's had um issues in the past but not in like not like a bat like like i met him a few times and he's like a cool normal dude he just likes to go out and have a good time and drink and it seems know, like, a, like he seems like a bit of a like a like a bro like a blowhard a little bit yeah like, yeah you know, and, like one of those he, yeah he's got a crazy story growing up you know he's got a movie he directed honey boy honey boy yeah yeah, yeah it's so fine. good yeah phenomenal so movie good. and he yeah. he's he's comes from that background and tom hardy who we also got to know pretty well have some funny stories him he's you know, he's, he's just batshit crazy in general. So when, yeah. you, take, when, yeah. you, take, when you take both of them and you uh, put it I, together and they're both good actors, you know, I agree with you, Chai is very underrated and Tom's a great actor. And you kind of put them in a, you know, it's like a melting pot on set because it's a lot of pressure, long days. It's everyone's got to pull it off. Time is money. We're moving quick. Um, you're, you're 30 straight days just in one area with one person, you know, or a few people. Uh, so it, it's, it's a pressure cooker, um, on sets a lot of times, but yeah, I mean, that definitely, that's a lot of that sounds, you know, 
pretty pretty much kind of in line with this sounds accurate different things <laughs> yeah i don't know every specific but you know there there definitely were things similar to that that um that popped up but yeah uh, no it's just something i read there's a lot of like you know there's the one so it sounds plausible but you didn't yeah. actually hear of it yourself andrew no i mean i did and i didn't i mean it, the other another thing a producer i know who also was involved on that project on our behalf uh you know he spent a lot of time with shia and like he's he had some crazy stories so i i would say it's very plausible that uh it happened but do i have actual like documented proof you know no but um the stories i was getting back at base camp <laughs> yeah <laughs> likely li lynn proof enough. Yeah. yeah so uh, but yeah that that that's all you know honestly just very minor from yeah. things that happen on set all the time all right great stuff uh let me aj uh let's kick it over to you you watched a movie well you you've seen this movie and it's one you've you mentioned to me before and I, i've been dying to see it and, and i haven't but uh why, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about the movie you picked to talk to uh to talk to andrew about so if you haven't seen this, uh, sorry to bother you, which is the uh, feature film debut for Boots Riley, who I'm told is a hip hop guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know. I'm not super familiar with him, but um, I read a ton of great stuff about it. And I was immediately intrigued by the premise. Um, stars Lakeith Stanfield, who's freaking cool, man. He's just a he's, cool dude. He's like, blowing up, dude. Yeah, he's just and, and Tessa Thompson, who's oh, always awesome, can get it. And she's just a great actor. Oh, she's just she's oh. one of the bright like stars right now. She's she's really really good in it. And he plays this. It's like a sort of like a near future Oakland sort of thing. And he's this down on his luck guy who's uh, living in his uncle's, who's played by Terry Crews. He's living in his uh, garage with his girlfriend, played by Tessa Thompson. And you know. Um, one of the early scenes of the film, they're about to make love, and the, the garage door opener, like the garage door opens, yeah, and everybody can see her with her shirt off or whatever. But he's just down on his luck guy, and he's at the beginning of the movie, he goes and gets interviews for this telemarketing job, and he completely lies on his resume. And the uh, guy hiring him calls him out because he had worked, the, that guy had been a manager at a bank that he claimed he worked at, and so he called him out on it. But he hired him anyway. So it's this shitty telemarketing job where he, where he sells encyclopedias. But Boots Riley does this really interesting thing when he starts working for, he's making his calls at the beginning and he's trying to like get into these calls. And every time he places a call and someone answers, it takes him and his desk that he's sitting at and he drops it into this per, these people's homes physically, even though he's not, it's just this way, the way they, they, um, they, they film the scenes is so interesting rather than just hearing his side of the conversation or putting a side-by-side -side or something, they physically drop him into the kitchen or the living room. Or there's one scene where these two, um, this couple are having sex on the couch and the girl answers the phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> he gets to this, he's kind he of like- him? Okay, that's funny. Yeah, and he's kind <laughs> of like, he's kind of toiling in this for a little while. And then his coworker played by uh, Danny Glover, tells him well use your white voice and you know you'll get you'll get a way better you know you'll get way better results and maybe you can go up to the to the top floor where there's like a much better job etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. so instead of just using his own voice trying to make it white they dub david cross's voice over his voice yeah and they just so they, they <laughs> sort of ramp they sort of ramp up the bonkersness of it they try to like you know like crank everything up to 11 and they try so many different things. There's a lot of social commentary in the movie about capitalism. And um, I won't spoil it, TW, but 
the ending is absolutely bonkers and yeah. it may not land it may not land for everybody but i was blown away <laughs> by just where they take it um because he does eventually his white voice does get him up to the top floor where they're um um i forget the name of the company what's uh, anyway so um uh, they're they're like 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 basically slave labor like join this co- join us and you know you can get free place to live but you have to do all, all the work for us um it's uh it's pretty incredible i've never seen um anything in a debut i think it's pretty awesome i look i would really love to see what he does next uh, also has army hammer in it who plays like the the uh the big wig corporate evil you know yeah, guy kind of the antagonist the fuck happened to army um, hammer wasn't he supposed to be huge <laughs> like there's a the point where army network, hammer yeah. is supposed to be like the next big thing and then... well, he's in wounds yeah uh, that's D- right D- D- he's in D- D- movie wounds dp D- you'll like even yun's in it dp oh walking dead big so he's him. he's got a pretty big part in it tons and... of oscar buzz this year yeah he's a really good actor so it's it's a really good cast uh very well cast um and it's just and don't 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 get wrong there is some social commentary but it's a fun movie mm-hmm. yeah. and they cr- they crank it up and it's bonkers at times and you know not everything lands but a, a lot of it does a lot of it does in a big way and it resonated with me a lot and i absolutely love sorry to bother you mm-hmm. yeah, it's very very absurdist like dark comedy you know, yes like, very much so which is awesome. That that one, and that was interesting because that was an acquisition for us. We bought that at um, Sundance Film Festival and put it out. So okay, we didn't okay. we didn't have anything to do oh, with that's producing so cool. it. Yeah. No one knew about like that's I mean, so cool. knew about it, but we didn't. We had nothing to do with the production of it until we saw it, and then we were just like, "Dude, we have to get involved with this." Because we right. had the same reaction you did. You know, we loved it. We resonated with it. We thought it was great, groundbreaking. I, I think very, he, very. And they take he takes a lot of sort of chances with the the narrative and stuff but it just a lot of it works so well mm-hmm. yeah on absolutely. different on different levels like each scene kind of works on many levels you know? hey, andrew andrew have you have you gone to those those film festivals like actually gone and like mm-hmm. saw a yeah. movie and you guys literally watched the movie and went we need to get that movie right now like you oh yeah you dude that's yeah, yeah. so fucking cool yeah i used to go to sundance dude, every year i'm gonna uh, kill myself so i can come back as you at some point i don't think it works that way but it's worth a shot yeah i went i went to sundance that, for about five years in a row and that was oh. definitely probably my favorite part about the gig was going to a lot of the film festivals and if we had a movie that premiered there we would usually go or or we would go as a because i worked in development so you're always meeting with people at uh, festival labs. You're watching obscure movies. You're trying to find the next big director. You're looking at movies to acquire. So we, the only movie out of the years I went, the only one we bought, I'm pretty sure was uh, Sorry to Bother You. But I told Marky this, actually. We got together a few weeks ago. My biggest regret ever was I went to, just to go on a side story really quick, we went to, um, I went to the midnight premiere of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. No. <laughs> oh. first movie and it would and it it was a midnight opening which is a big deal for sundance and i absolutely loved it and nobody wanted to buy it so the u.s rights because it's a new zealand film the u.s rights were open for like eight months and it just Jesus. sat there and i remember that's crazy like, to think about sh- now yeah and i'm like i should have pushed harder for that we basically would have gotten probably into bed with taika like 
that at that moment and we probably would have he probably would have stayed with us because you know oh, mm. build relationships and yeah, obviously yeah, his too. career is just taken off but yeah. it's amazing to think a movie that good the domestic rights to that sat out there sat there for that wired long. it for that long yeah yeah, yeah that uh, that is a movie council favorite what yeah. we do in the shadows that oh, is such yeah, a great movie. film yeah and i went to the i went to the <laughs> yes, premiere he stood up on stage with his partners and they they gave the whole spew and i loved it and i and i tried to convince you know our team we should look into it more but i didn't push hard enough and anyway side story but that no yeah, that that's kind way. of a cool uh that's kind of a cool peek behind the curtain you know like yeah it's very interesting yeah but aj but it's, it's, it's hard it's to cool. bother you yeah oh, AJ, sorry, it's, it's hard to bother you they grabbed it right away and they're like well we got to do that yeah. yeah that's why yeah, it's yeah. cool you picked that one aj because i had no idea that's how I, I don't know how things work out there you know like i i think that's so cool that you picked that one and that's how they worked it. They they just went and saw it when we gotta have that fucking movie and just got mm-hmm. it. That's that's but badass. This uh the writer director Boots Riley, this is like his first thing, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this so is a feature film a, debut. That's a great fucking first crack at it. Oh I yeah. Mean, he, what's that guy gonna do so next? So he, he did a lot his of clerks. Here, but huh. so there's what, another one on there. Oh, um, it's his clerks, yeah. 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 So Book Smart is also a feature film debut, right? Like Olivia Wilde directed that. She hadn't done anything. Great movie. You, yeah, you guys j- took a chance on her well, her vision, right? Mm-hmm. So that one, we, we did produce that one from beginning to end. Right. We actually owned Book Smart, the script, for like years before she was involved. It went through a couple oh. writers and a different director. It went through a number of iterations until and we then Olivia Wilde then took Olivia it Wilde. on. Yeah. Interesting. I think she did such a great job directing Good that movie. film. Those, I love oh, yeah. that film. Yeah, she she's gonna she'll have a very good career in directing after after this film. She's very highly sought after. But really awesome. I I don't remember honestly how exactly she got involved with it, but it was not it was something we owned for a while, and then she came along. I'm not sure. I can't remember how she got her hands on it, but um, yeah, that's her debut, and because of that, she's you know starting to take off and as a director. Yeah. Um, TW, sorry to bother you. Go I see will. it. I will definitely yeah. see it. I was looking at it up earlier. It's on, it's on Hulu. Go on I know Hulu. I have. I, yeah, I, I, I st- speaking of the Weezer from earlier, I, she gave me her, her Hulu sign. There you go. <laughs> well, you, Weezer. Yeah. 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 Just go ahead and share D- it right DHR here on the podcast, lady. everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, pull, in Andy, pull in Andy Sandberg and just give, <laughs> give out the... You know, I actually, that the one Andy Sandberg, the HBO Go he gave out, I used that for years. <laughs> Wait, that was I, a I thing? wrote that shit down. He did it the night he did it, and I logged in and it worked. And I kept that HBO Go account for like two years. What did he? What did he put it out on? Uh, I think it was like he was hosting, like yeah. So I think yeah. it was the Emmys. Yeah, he hosted no the shit. Emmys and he gave out his HBO Go login, and yeah, and it worked. <laughs> speaking shit. of speaking of Andy Samberg, uh, Palm Springs was another one of those films that was was at Sundance and then was picked up and mm-hmm. I think it was the mo- it, it was the it was the highest I mean it was the highest amount paid for a film at uh, yeah, I think Sundance ever one dollar right mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah they gave him one dollar yeah. more yeah. Yeah. or 69 cents more or something like that right or so he could make it yeah oh or that's something about 69 yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember it being the highest at the time highest acquisition uh, yeah. Hulu bought it yeah Hulu and yeah. uh yeah, great movie yeah, too. That's a great yeah, movie. that's 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 an awesome it, one. Yeah. It also broke a record with like the the most views 
yes, like a, yes. a streaming movie at that and, opening and weekend of, or something. A little, little bit of awards buzz right now for Palm Springs. A little bit really? here and there, yeah. 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 Interesting. It's, you know, it's cool, it's cool now to hear that, because uh, when we were doing some Academy Award episodes earlier on our podcast, we had touched base on that with how most of the awards uh, are just stay away from streaming services because it hadn't been in a theater, right? Right. It wasn't that the stipulation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like it had to be discussed. in the theater to be considered, and now, yeah, they're changing it. Yeah, yeah. The, net, the, the Academy and the streamers uh, did not like each other for a while. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was talks for a little bit that Netflix almost was going to, maybe they still are, but they're going to buy their own like theater chain. <laughs> so they could put movies in awesome. the theaters. My God. Yeah. They a Netflix theater chain. Would have, no one shows yeah. up to watch it. They just play it. So it's, <laughs> it's in theaters. Just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would, they would do special releases for, you know, a certain amount of time so they could qualify. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think that is changing. Uh, I'm not really sure where it's Especially after COVID, right? It's got to. Yeah, it should change. It needs yeah. to change. Yeah. yeah and they now they're you know they were never streamers in general were never known as you know academy worthy uh film you know they mm-hmm. were always kind of like a dump you know it's where it's more quantity you just take everything there but past couple of years you know some of the best stuff has been original that absolutely yeah who is so it's the industry is the landscape is changing altogether yeah aj do you have do you have anything else on uh sorry to bother you or do you want to no i you know i don't want to spoil it but um <clears throat> I got something. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So, Mark, you go. Oh, ahead. Mark, you've seen it, right? I've seen it, and it was nice to see Danny or, uh, yeah, Danny Glover again. I almost said Donald Glover. <laughs> it was nice to see Danny Glover again on screen. Yeah, well, like, Stanf- like Keith Stanfield works with Donald Glover too in Atlanta. So. That's right. Yeah, 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 dude. Like Keith yeah. Stanfield's getting a lot of fucking work lately. He's yeah. Remember, up. he was in get. He was in Get Out. He's in Atlanta now. He's He's star. He's starred and sorry to bother you. And he, I think he, he was, I think uh, he was able to carry that carry that weight as a leading man. He, he did was a great in some job. Movie where he was next to Issa Rae, right? With like, uh, I did I can't remember the name of it. It's like something about a photograph. I feel like that was him and Issa Rae. In any case, is I just it called a photograph? Maybe. I keep seeing his face there is right a, now. Yeah. Oh, he's he's really great. I, he's. I like it. yeah. Oh, it's called the sure. photograph. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. called the photograph. How about that? Big fan of Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, and a huge fan of Tessa Thompson. Huge yeah. Fan. So. And as we all yeah, know, I know, she can get it. We, she can get it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you want to move on to the next uh, movie? TW, you I, I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk yeah, about Tessa wanna, Thompson anyway. You know I. I don't want to say too much for fear of spoiling it because TW really needs to see Yeah, you don't want to have another uh, heat situation on our hands like you did to me. Yeah, thank you. Moving on. Right. Moving so, on. Uh, but, uh, Marky, oh, uh, do you want to move over to you now? What, uh, yeah, what man. movie you picked for the week? Yeah. Well, it, it, real quick, though, before I get into my movie, you know, yes, just uh, to kind of um, pump Andrew's ego up a little bit more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, we're talking about Annapurna here, but, like, you know, I've obviously over the years been talking to him on the phone about what he's been up to. And he's always got his ear to the ground with the kind of work that he's doing and the position that he had at Annapurna. It meant that he needed to know what else was going on at other places, you know, talking about how they would uh, acquire these other films, distribution rights to these other films, go to Sundance. So he always knew about these other movies, even if they didn't get them or if they were just looking at them that would come out later. So he'd always give me a heads up and, 
um, you know, just kind of literally had his ear to the ground of all the badass shit that was coming through the works. Yeah. So, um, it, it was definitely cool being able to yeah see things like a year before they came out. So just text Mark, you'd be like, dude, so you got You got to look out for this. this is, that this that's is crazy to be able, yeah, <laughs> to be that yeah. so you know, yeah, so ahead it, of everybody. <laughs> it was always fun. I mean, or scripts, even scripts. Like you would read a script and you would know this movie would be getting made at some point. But it's it wouldn't so come good, out for like yeah. five years later. So I mean, even now, there's movies I see that come out that I read the script for like five years ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah. remember that, reading that. That, <laughs> that that's actually a, a, a hobby I've gotten into is script reading. I've yeah. done a lot of script reading. Well, you know, obviously nothing that's about to come out because I don't have that kind of access. But you know, mm-hmm. scripts that already exist. You know, so I read I read I read them constantly. So I just I think it's it's so much fun. Yeah, Andrew, I, I kind of wish you had gotten – I wish we had known each other a few years ago and you had gotten the, the <laughs> script of The Counselor sent by you so you could tell me to never fucking see that movie ever. <laughs> Which one's that? that? Remember that when we did the uh, dis- our, our, our top five biggest disappointments, The oh, Counselor with Michael that? Fassbender? Was and I, I it, yeah. it was literally, was I thought it was, was going to be the, the best movie ever fucking made. And it literally That's was right. the worst movie. I'd rather, rather watch fucking Geely than that movie. Like on It was uh, Ridley day. Scott, right? Ridley Scott. Scott Brad Pitt, Fassbender. Yeah, Fassbender, uh, uh, Cameron Diaz. You got, some heavy, you got some heavy hitters there. Oh, my God. Andrew. Real quick before we move along, what happened there? Do you know? (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Literally the worst movie that's ever been made. To the studio, you you never saw it. I did not. Don't. Don't. Okay. Don't. No, you'd be surprised though at how many um, movies get buried. You know, there's a lot of movies that like very, very acclaimed actors, very acclaimed directors do, and then like Walt will intentionally not see the light of day. So you'll be looking uh, over the filmography and you'll see, yeah. You're like, wait, what is that? I never saw that. And it's just intentional. You can't find it anyway. because, Andrew, yeah. Andrew, I wish I had a time machine so I could have gone back five minutes before I watched The Counselor and kicked myself in the nuts. <laughs> and then like, okay, nothing can get worse than this. And then I watched The yeah. Counselor. You know I, mean? yeah. I, was, I was shocked when I finished watching that movie. I was like, there's no way it was as bad. No, it, was it was that bad. It was that yeah. bad. Who's the Penelope Cruz? It's so bad. Yeah. Can I ask before we go to Marky? Sorry, Marky. I don't mean to step on your (laughs) time. That's fine, man. Andrew, can I ask you a question? When you're watching, and this probably sounds so juvenile, but when you're watching a film, you must see it from such a different lens based on your experience. Is it harder to enjoy films just for what they are because you've had all that experience? It's a great question. Yeah, actually, it's pretty true. It's, um, I definitely, you know, I spent a long time in production specifically. So if I see something that's off, like if it's bad visual effects or bad like, yeah. production quality. Yeah, like, the lighting really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, it, the, the one bummer, it sounds crazy to say, but you know, it became my job and I watched so much. It's like, I would rather tune out and watch sports or something than watch movies. But now that I, I left and I've been more removed from it, that enjoyment's definitely come back. And don't get me wrong, I still really enjoyed it. It's just like, Oh, I just had to watch like. Oh, it's your it's your literally your job. Yeah. You just know, exactly. yeah, you know too much. You know too much. Yeah, yeah. So it is cool. It is it's fun to watch it, and I could I in my mind I can't help but just be like, oh, it probably cost this much to get this actor. I could see they shot it. <laughs> uh, you know, Yugoslavia cost X amount. They probably you know, it's, you I go through the checklist in my mind of how right, they so constructed it's, the movie. You know, right, um, and it's hard to probably like uh, step away from it like that and just watch the film 
and just yeah. say yeah. this yeah. is a cool film <laughs> exactly but well, it, yeah, heard... wrong. it was still very enjoyable i mean like yeah, I, yeah. especially now it's different but um in that moment you know people were like oh did you see this did you see that and it would be like you know the big like whatever the big movie was out in the theaters i'm like no i didn't i just you know i just watched four movies at sundance um and went <laughs> right i'd much rather do that though like i yeah. i think all yeah, of us i, kind I of agree I, I agree with that 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah you you do get to know like very very obscure filmmakers and like I mean, you know, your, your job is to keep your ear on the ground and know who the up and coming people are. So there's kids coming out of film school who did a short film that got noticed and they go on to become big directors like 10 years later. You know, it's like the industry is kind of so far ahead in terms of like keeping their tabs on who the next person's going to be. Yeah. Um, like we, I, before Ryan Coogler did Fruitvale Station, you know, we were pitched his short films out of USC by wow. Whitaker. I remember wow. Like, wow. And these are really good movies, but you know, we didn't think anything of it. We were just kind of like, cool. Everyone's always pitching everyone and trying to right, get right. made. But of course, you know, then he goes and does Fruitvale Station and then Bam Bam Bam. And now he's like one of the hottest guys in town. And uh, yeah, yeah exactly. th th those things happen often. It's kind of crazy to look back and be like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I saw those <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> takes me back to what you were saying about, about Taika Waititi when exactly. you saw. Uh, what we do in the shadows and just, you know, have the opportunity yeah. to possibly, you know, um, make mm. an offer to him, you know. It's like you pass on a guy in the first round and then he's a fucking Hall of Famer. You're like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We right. had that dude. Hey, yeah, the, Patriots could have had DK, the Patriots could have had DK Metcalf, all right? So. <laughs> but the, uh, what we do in the shadows sat on the shelf for eight months that's before crazy. anyone took a shot. Yeah. That's, that's insanity. Crazy. That movie is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is universally in the movie council, one of our, you know, uh, it's uh, our favorite fault. movies. It's in yeah. the vault. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's in the vault, the, yeah. The TV show as well, fantastic from those guys. Oh, good. I yeah. use that word too much, but it is. All right, so uh, like I said, I, I want to mark you to, to back clean up tonight because uh, this is his boy. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I just figured we'd all get our stuff out of the way, let these let these two these these two boys down in Charlotte uh, get after it. Uh, so, Marky, uh, what movie did you pick uh, from Anna Pern that you want to talk about tonight? The movie I picked came out in 2012. A little bit of build up here. And this one, I think what Andrew said, is the one that really started to put them on the map, started to blow up. And that's Zero Dark 30. Uh, Catherine Bigelow directed. And this was. Uh, her movie right after Hurt Locker. Yeah, right? Right, which she won yeah. the Best Director Oscar yeah. for, right? So she was yeah. hot shit right after that, or is. And this movie has a massive it. cast, huge cast. Jason Clark, Jessica Chastain, James Gandolfini, Joel Edgerton, Chris Pratt, Frank Grillo, Edgar Ramirez, Mark Strong, Jeremy Strong. There's so many people in this movie. Um, I just named off a handful of the people you would recognize. It's just the movie almost feels like an epic and it's it's mm. about it's about how we the, the hussein uh um i'm sorry the osama bin laden killing right yes yeah it's yeah it's about the uh the story the story kind of centers around jessica chastain um you know it's been a while since i've watched this movie so you guys might have to help me fill in the details but if i remember correctly she plays like a uh some sort of uh intelligence person in the u.s government and her uh, main goal is just finding Osama bin Laden and so the movie spans over like a decade or close to it 
and uh, she's chasing these leads, trying to find them. Um, I can't remember how long the movie is, but it it culminates, um, if I said that word correctly, with her finding his location and uh, I, yeah, I think so. Finding his location and uh, getting the right shooters on site to take him out and that's seal team six you know and their their secret squirrel helicopters that move in and so i was kind of watching like some youtube videos on this movie before we started tonight to kind of give myself a little bit of refresher and the youtube videos i found were these behind the scenes videos of the production of this movie and andrew maybe you i don't know if you were there but this is like shot in jordan and shit mm-hmm. and like those uh those uh stealth helicopters that supposedly uh, seal team six used the, this movie they made those they not a, not a legit flying helicopter but they made the entire structure out of steel and they hoisted it with a crane and they just slung it into these walls and then literally blew it up with dynamite like they did all that shit mm-hmm. um and then they had you know the whole seal team guys special forces from sas and new zealand training chris pratt and joel edgerton so they could look and feel and be believable as these guys and equip them equip them with the equipment that literally these operatives use and the tactics they use call signs all that shit um so the movie was you know to me, it was badass because it was one of the more realistic movies. Catherine Bigelow did a really good job, I, th- I felt, with uh, Hurt Locker as being a relatively accurate military movie. Of course, I'm just a civilian. I have never been in the military, but to me, that looks like the real deal. And Zero Dark Thirty felt like the real deal, too. Um, and, you know, obviously, as an American, it feels cool to see uh, Osama bin Laden get shot in the face. So <laughs> that never hurt. Yeah. Shoot him in the face. Uh, what movie? <laughs> well, and, uh, and Mark and Mark Bull, you know, he's the writer of the movie. Come on. And Catherine's and come Catherine's on. um Sorry. partner at the time. He uh Mark so Mark was an actual like war journalist for a long time. So okay. he had like high up connections and in intelligence offices and like he was also a writer on Hurt Locker, I, I believe. And he um Yeah, I saw him on there. But he, he's a, yeah, he was a very popular war journalist and he had a lot of experience like in combat. So he brought a lot of the realism to it. And Catherine spent a lot of time like embedded, you know, for research, like ingrained with like military officers overseas and things like that. Um, what else is really cool about this too, actually, she, the project we signed on for was not about killing Bin Laden because she started writing this script before Bin Laden was killed. Oh, it sure. was about right after 9-11, they hunted bin Laden. I forget the name of the mission, but it was into the hills. And they actually had him pinned in the mountains. And then he was able to somehow slip away. Wow. And so it was about, she was writing a script about a mission that almost killed bin Laden right after 9-11. But then as she was writing the script, bin Laden was killed. And so it was like, a little tweak. Well, wait a second. <laughs> and so it went from that to like turning it around to writing the whole story you know, just like very quick and very short after he got killed because we had a deadline to get into production. And so yeah, it was pretty remarkable actually, just because the yeah. process of writing a script can take a long time and to be able to turn it around 
do it that quickly and make it as realistic as you saw Mark, you know, and Mark yeah, yeah. talking about it's uh, pretty, it was pretty crazy. Well, so that was a really cool, really cool moment. And that, um, I remember when the movie came out, because you're right, it was relatively soon after Bin Laden was killed. And so the movie came out and my first thought was uh, like, this is just like some straight up propaganda. Like the dude just died. We've already got like a full feature length film yeah. on how we did it. Like, boom, we went in, we fucked them up. Bop, 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 America, baby. But, you know, it turns out they've been working on this project for a long time. And, you know, they just had a kind mm -hmm. of, they already had like the, the, the characters and the people in play were working on it. But yeah, it, I mean, it almost worked to our advantage because, because of that. Yeah, it was able to get turned around so quickly right afterwards because it was like she, she already had the kind of groundwork laid out for what mm -hmm. she was going to do. And um, yeah, turn around, you know, Mark's a good writer. Catherine's obviously a great writer and director as well. And so, um, yeah, that was, a, that was definitely very, like, I remember specifically when the news came on and I was like, oh, holy shit, Bin Laden's dead. And then I'm like, holy shit, what does this mean for the script? What does this mean for the movie? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, my priorities shifted. Can I, ask, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. So, so Catherine Bigelow was just hot off of uh, the Hurt Locker, yeah. And and then you you guys were able to wrangle her like that was just no problem. Like Oscar was, winner. Like, yeah. Like I yeah. And, and did did you meet her? Did you get to talk? To we her? did. did you... Yeah, we did. So when it, this was an example of, um, from earlier when like when we first started and all these meetings were getting set up and people were coming to us. She was one of the first people actually that came through the door. She was like one of the first big directors we met with, and she and she oh, pitched wow. us the idea pretty quickly. And so we we're like, yeah, of course, this would be great. That's <laughs> slammed up. It, it helped because you know we had the resources to be able to like, you know, give the directors the creative leash that they wanted and mm -hmm. needed, which is what they all want. So like, we don't care what anyone else is telling us. If you're just if we could do what we want, that's awesome. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a gamble that kind of paid off, but she ended up coming in and I, it's funny I met her pretty quickly after we started and I was assisting Megan at the time and we had uh we would used to throw birthday parties for everybody who you know at the time it was like five or six of us but Megan's birthday was end of January and we I came on November 2010 so it was only like two months later and I invited her and Mark Bull to come play laser tag with us in the valley of los angeles so she came and oh, played shit. laser tag with us so i i, I shot her she, she, like, she damn likes, it she likes making war movies so <laughs> i was like this is perfect i was like team building because at that point we were like whoa we would love to work together it was like, that was going to be my that was going to be my question for you actually is you know have you ever played laser tag with that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 a no. weird question Catherine no. <laughs> bigelow it's like won you knew. An Oscar, <laughs> won, an, won an Oscar for best director for her locker, and then her very next film was another war film mm -hmm. in the Middle East and um, a war type film, and uh, sort of. It, what is sort of the impetus behind? Like, what is why is she sort of zeroing in on that sort of type of film? Um, is it just a, pa a passionate like she's just passionate about those issues? Well, her partner was Mark Bull. Uh, and Mark okay. was a, you know, a big war journalist and uh, became a screenwriter through that. And so they partnered up and were doing a lot of things yeah. together. So I think it was a little bit of a working collaboration between them. And Got Mark it. was a pretty headstrong guy. I think he, I think he, you know, could tell a good story and had a lot of good uh, access and resources. 
and yeah, Catherine had some incredible stories stories that he uh, saw firsthand. Right. Also, mm-hmm. yeah. Did that? Did either one of those films have a, a writing Oscar nomination Probably. for him? I want to say Zero Dark Thirty was yeah. Um, maybe uh, best picture. It's just, it's, it just seems like a cool like uh, partnership there, where they're able to produce such quality films. Hey, yeah. hey guys, you know, guys, re- really, really yeah. quick. Ma- Mark was nominated for best original screenplay for that. Oh, okay. for zero, zero dark thirty. Yeah. yeah, guys, guys, really, really, really quick. I just wanted to. I, I, I'll get out of the way after this. I, I think you guys are going to like this, though. So, obviously, Andrew, Marky, you've seen Zero Dark Thirty. AJ, you've seen Zero Dark Thirty. DP, you've I've seen... not. I've not, actually. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, because uh, I haven't seen it, so I was going to ask which one of you guys wanted to give me the verbal fisting right now for not for not seeing it. So... DP, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. DP, go ahead. You, go ahead and verbally fist <laughs> me for not seeing it. Well, I'd rather, like, Okay. Okay. You, all right, hold possible. on. Can I, can I come by? There's the incest. Why don't, hey, hey, TW. Why don't we leave the honor to our guest to verbally yeah. fist us? Yeah. Anyway, are you ready? Are you ready to lube up your fist and just jam it home? Because I haven't, I haven't seen it. I'm an ass clown. Uh, oh, a fucking an esteemed a great, movie colleague. I've Jessica never seen Chastain. this movie. I need, I need to see it like tomorrow. Yeah. That's yeah. what Jessica uh, Chastain was amazing in this. She was, yeah. and um, so real quick. Good. I want to add on to it as well. You know, um, I you noticed kind of early on. If you like, Marky. I'll give you a. I'll, I'll be gentle. I'll start with the fingertips, <laughs> and then I'll work my knuckles and in then, there. And, and then he'll on your ear a little and, bit. And then, and then he'll and then he'll massage the prostate. No. <laughs> no. I'm gonna kick it. Okay. I'm gonna massage it. That, that's road trip, by the way, AJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What I milking, noticed, though, I think it's called milking the prostate. With. <laughs> off the rails did i say two fingers (laughs) make it three (laughs) um oh my god this is about uh, as off color as i've gotten in the last three or four hey boys boys we have a professional uh, with us tonight oh yeah you've uh, listened to enough episodes that we we easily get distracted i forgot he was here i'm sorry It doesn't oh, I, take drove, long. I drove across the country. I listened to quite a bit along the way. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair. Um, but with the Annapurna movies, I started uh, noticing a bit of a trend, and Andrew, I feel like, kind of hinted at this with uh, some reoccurring people. And maybe Andrew can speak on this more. But you know, Jessica Chastain, Jason Clark with uh, Lawless, and then again in Zero Dark Thirty, um, James Gandolfini. And Zero Dark Thirty, and then and killing, uh, them, killing softly. them softly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there seems to be a bit of an overlap with these actors and also filmmakers. Um, I would imagine they kind of like the camp that they're in and the, the people that I, they're working with. Yeah, yeah. that's got to feel pretty good that people want to keep coming back and working with you guys. You know? No, definitely. Yeah, I mean Jason Clark, especially in those earlier days, he was a big uh, friend of the family it was it was definitely another surreal moment because we would work with these people and then they would just want to like we work out of the house for a while like what's your next project man i want in yeah. on it exactly they would just come up and hang out and like pitch us projects or want to be in you know what do you have going on next and blah 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 and they all kind of became so cool. friends of the camp for a bit and yeah um, mm-hmm. so when we would have like parties or you know different things they would show up and it was fun to yeah. see people like with their guard down. Yeah, so it, it, we would always, awesome. we really liked someone and we would 
pitch them or we would try to get them involved. But, um, you know, we were always about the creative vision. So if the director didn't like them, we wouldn't push them. You know, we wouldn't sure. never force anyone on someone. But, um, you know, and also some of these actors are some of the best out there. So, I, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, it, yeah, it, for it, real. it appears that, um, you know, like Jason Clark, Jessica Chastain, some of these people, uh, Joel Edgerton, uh, the, and Frank Grillo, they, they can, uh, they get along with everybody apparently because they just keep popping up in like everyone's movies. Yeah. Which is also part of the Hollywood hustle and the charm and the networking, yes. you know, it's like getting out there as much as you can sure. and getting involved. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, rubbing the right elbows and a lot of politics, you know, obviously that come along with it. So um, it becomes more in a lot of cases, it becomes more about the business side of things than it does about actually how, how good what of an actor together. you are. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, there, 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 there are a lot of downsides to the business that I saw uh, that I did not like. Um, but, you know, it's the grass is not always greener. And, right. you know, but comes yeah. with almost any sure. job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. It's a business. Yeah. Probably a little elevated on your side, but, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. AJ, what's up? Hey, so I have not seen the movie Vice. That's an Annapurna Pictures film, yeah, yeah. right? Oh yeah, Christian Bale. So, so Adam McKay directed, and you know, I, you know, I know him for a lot of comedies and whatnot. But, um, and Christian Bale was nominated, I think, for an Oscar for that. Did did he have any meltdowns on set? Were you there? <laughs> we know he's very he's very infamous for his you know for his blow up on uh, what was it on the Fighter. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, where he had a meltdown. Oh, yeah. Terminator. The lighting yeah. guy. Or Terminator. Oh, Term yeah. Terminator. Sorry, yeah. Terminator. We had yeah. a total meltdown. Uh, no. But did he, you meet? Have you met him? I met him. I met him on set briefly. Um, yeah. He, I met. Did you get in his eye line? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that, brother. Sorry. <laughs> he was way too, he's way too method. He's like, I met um, Daniel Day Lewis as well, and they're both. So they're they're complete Method. professionals. They hate the business. They don't deal with the you know. They're like, I'm here. I'm doing my job. They probably know. hated to meet you, honestly. Right? Oh, I was gonna say you being around. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, hey I'm Andrew. Production uh, company. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm your producer. I'm right. Andrew. I'll, like, fuck yeah. right. I'll, I'll be in my fucking trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you, suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> suit. That's funny because literally people think that they're like, we're the, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, the suit is showing up and the executives are here. And it's like, no, yeah. no, 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 we were never about that, which is when people got to know us, knew that, but yeah, right, which Bale, is ironic, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Bale was super nice, but very, you know, very method, very in the moment, very like, this is my job is what I've prepared for forever. Um, so he was, he was cool. Same with Daniel Day, like very nice, but you know, kind of like a. He's one, he, yeah. man, he's one of my oh, favorites yeah. just to see on screen. Yeah. Like well, you can't address yeah. him. He, when he, he's he's in incredible. He doesn't break characters. So if you're on set and you're in between takes, like when he was Lincoln, you had to call him Mr. President, you know, you oh, had, shit. You had wow. What about, is That's that the awesome. same, is the same yeah. Was that the, was that the same with Bale? You no, Bale. Bale wasn't that extreme, but Bale <laughs> was Vice definitely President. not like he 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 wasn't really around. Mr. Vice they President. Go, they go to their trailer. They have their team. They they're very private. They 
dude dude i would yeah, i would yeah, yeah. totally be that way if i was an actor like dude yeah. i'm almost i'm almost like that right now and i'm fucking nobody so it's like <laughs> imagine i was an actor i'd be insufferable yeah, yeah right you're already insufferable imagine imagine that. i was famous and had money imagine it imagine it right, right imagine oh you guys would hate me <laughs> jesus christ yeah but i, would, I will i, would I will say... I, I, oh, will sorry, say, I was just gonna say that when 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 like when actors like flip out and stuff, a lot of times it's not unwarranted. That's all I'll say. So. <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> right. Yeah, we talked about the Tom Cruise thing yeah. recently, where uh, he blew up at some people not adhering to COVID so awesome. protocols. And that was dude, so awesome. Yeah. How do you feel Hero. about that, Andrew? You listen and to it's, that it one, was right? war- it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was warranted. Yeah. Oh, I I I would. I would believe so. Yeah. Do I mean, you, do you feel like I, I listened to that again and then listened to it a third time and a fourth time. And the more I listened to it, the more I feel like it was almost like scripted. Like Tom Cruise is like, Hey, make sure you're recording right now. I'm about to go off. on these <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't okay. be shocked at all. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, some, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes talent can be complete mm-hmm. assholes for no reason, but right. some of the big guys, you know, that oh, trust me, I know. Things, yeah. <laughs> they, they've been doing it for so long that they you know yeah you know yeah so. uh, andrew do you have any like again I, I don't want you to throw yourself under the bus but do you have any specific like talent wasn't don't don't you don't have to say it you know if you don't want to but absolutely if you tell um, me to go fuck myself which no these no, three no. do pretty much every week so it's fine <laughs> Go fuck it. Go fuck yourself. I mean, honestly, not really, because we, in a weird way, were always looked at as kind of like the boss because we were yeah. the executive. We were the studio that was like writing the checks at the time. Mm-hmm. So most people would play nice when we were around. Um, we would always usually have an executive or someone on set full time, and there were always little instances. But if things kind of got heated or there was a lot of pressure, it was normally taken elsewhere, so we wouldn't see it. But you did you did mention that like a an actor or an actress meltdown wasn't uncommon. No, it def it definitely wasn't. Normally, it would be tried to handle <laughs> it would be tried to handle like privately. You know, okay. like they would take it elsewhere, and then they always have their team that would approach us and be like, "Hey, you know, they're not happy about X Y Z or this." Or that. Uh, see, that's the politics part you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yes, I'm AJ. Yeah, we're to- I know we're Andrew. We're totally bombarding you right now. No, no, but no, I love it. It's so awesome. Some some of the films obviously are filmed internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had the opportunity to be on set in you know overseas and be international and do a lot of traveling like that? Yeah. And- so it depends. In our group, there's about four or five people, and normally we would delegate like an executive to go kind of quote unquote run a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which would we be the yeah. on-set representative so to make sure things cool. wouldn't like go crazy? So my coolest, I did like like we did Phantom Thread in London. I went over there for a little bit, but one of the coolest projects I was on uh, was a film that I don't know if a lot of people call it, saw called Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is based on a mm. book, Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. And, I love uh, her. In in the book, she escapes to Antarctica, and so we cheated Greenland for Antarctica. So I got to go to Greenland for a week, and we shot. A awesome. week of the movie. Oh, boat. oh that's that's uh, really cool. That sounds really, lovely. Really cool. Did you love Greenland? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, oh, it was insane. God, God it was insane. And so DP, that was a lot of fun. DP, I, I need you to kill me so uh, I can you, try again. You got to watch. I think I told Marky, but I, there's a there's a scene where it was a limited one, yeah. crew, so people had to serve as extras. 
So like crew members were extras and people were extras in it. So were you, you an might, extra? You might, were you an extra? You might see me in some <laughs> so, scenes. Ah, okay. <laughs> it, I, mean, oh, I remember you talking about that. I haven't movie. seen that one. I remember when yeah. you were, uh, you mentioned that one to me and I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, you I've, been, I've, I've been meaning to see that. I'm a big Kate Blanchett fan. So yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned one of the ones that was shot in Vancouver. Did you go to Vancouver? I, I did not actually go to Vancouver specifically for that movie. Oh, okay. I've been up there before. But... I was going to say, okay. you know, that's one of the only places that I have been that mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, I've fucking been there, bro. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a weird city, bro. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's weird. Vancouver Vancouver's one of my favorite cities. I, I love I, Vancouver. It's weird, yeah. but it's like yeah. it's, 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 it's clean. And I've definitely. heard that before. I've never been to Vancouver. Oh, the food scene is Neither insane. The yeah. restaurants and shit up there are just insane. Yeah. It's in Canada I, in general. But. I was definitely very fortunate and not just traveling for like movies in particular, but you would have film commissions from other countries who would try to bring business to their countries and say, you would meet them at film markets and they would be like, Hey, we'll pay for you to come over here and like scout stages and locations and meet yeah. vendors. And so I did a couple and they call them fam tours. So I, I went on a couple fam tours to different places. So I actually, I probably traveled more outside of the U S for things related to film, but not for shooting. Cause a There's lot some- of our films we shot like, in state, um, or in the U.S., but I was pretty fortunate to travel a decent amount, which is which is really cool. Those were the moments where I'll be really frustrated and fed up with work, and then I would be like, you know, on a fam tour somewhere. I'm like, this is this is pretty cool. I I could do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was bad a, job. But it's uh, like it's definitely a unique opportunity to go to a place like Greenland. Like, oh yeah, Greenland. Yeah. It's like it's Wild. not it's not it's not a usual destination. We go. Oh, I want to take a. Uh, you know, a vacation abroad, you know, you don't normally think of Greenland, but um, right. it's so just, it's interesting that you're able to have that, that opportunity. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I re- remember you telling me that uh, you were at Greenland, but when you were telling that story just now, I thought you were about to say that you went to Antarctica. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Went, you oh, motherfucker. Right. You've been to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Santa? Did you see Mel Gibson at Santa Claus up there? Yeah. The fat yeah. man. Yeah. So, oh. uh, yeah. So we, we've, we've, uh, again, shockingly deviated here a little bit. Um, I Marky, think this has been great. Oh, I've been, <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I, not I, for I Andrew, do. but I've been having a blast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, I Friend love this. this, this no, I'm, I'm never going to talk to us again. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan so, of the yeah. podcast, so I'm happy to be here. 100%. But Marky, Marky, did you have any more on, uh, on Zerdoc 30 before, uh, before um, uh, no, I just kind of wanted to like bring it up and I got to see it. Yeah, yeah I'm glad. I'm glad I did bring it up because, yeah, I, I, you know, it's not, it's not a movie that's gonna change your life or blow you away. It's just a, a hugely casted movie, with uh, a, you know, a, a good amount of money pumped into it at a good time where. It just it felt does, good to be an American. It, it does obviously, a great job of build up too like yeah. you know like the, all the, the right. scenes of okay. them a, interviewing right. all the hostages and it's like this kind of slow burn and a great payoff it's it was a really well done movie I, you know actually and obviously, um, ac- obviously excellently written because uh it won an oscar for writing and you know it's obviously uh uh like tp said it's a, just a solid all-around film you know yeah it's great i feel like I feel like if um, I might be getting my wires crossed here, but I feel like Zero Dark may have actually been the movie I heard uh, 
a little bit of like a spiel on lately on a different podcast where they're saying that the CIA maybe even had their fingers in the script a little bit to make it look like their enhanced interrogation techniques weren't that bad. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. That wouldn't shock me. And so like in the film, in the film, they were able to show that like what they were doing was for the greater good kind of thing, which when you watch the movie, I'd have to agree. If that's the way it really was, then, you know, it's, you kind of get the sense of, you know, these are bad guys, rough them up, waterboard them a little bit. You know, where's Osama? Pour, yeah, pour some water um, on their face. I, I'm sorry. I, I tuned out after you said other podcasts. You listen to other podcasts other than us? <laughs> you what the fuck's prick. wrong with you? Uh, you misheard. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> hey, guys, actually, but but speaking of like uh, Xerox 30 uh, got a bunch of Academy Award love. So I just want to throw this out there real quick because um, I actually just took the movies that Annapurna did that were uh, like or organically made like not like the ones they bought or anything like that and again i ran it through wikipedia but i went through every uh movie on wikipedia's filmography for uh annapurna and it turns out this company started in 2011 so we're talking nine ten years in that time they've had 53 academy award nominations damn six wins 53 six wins six wins i didn't write them down what the wins were because actually a few of them were like costume design and things like that not that mm-hmm. those aren't important but and a threat. What, yeah, yeah. Uh, american hustle had like i think american hustle had like 10 academy award nominations but didn't win any yeah um, it didn't win anything but uh, phantom but, thread i think won costume it won yeah, costume man. but daniel day lewis yeah. didn't win for best actor um but we're Her talking about best original screenplay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah uh but yeah 53 yeah. Academy Award nods in basically ten years. I love that stat. That's that, that's kind of fucking awesome, ridiculous. Man. Man. Pretty fucking impressive. impressive. Like, and unfortunately, they're, they're getting they're getting at least almost like they're getting. Five unfortunately, the, uh, the, there's this movie that's come out. The one they put out this year actually looks really really great, but it doesn't have any buzz. It's called Cajillionaire. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, actually got some buzz. I've heard buzz on Cajillionaire. I haven't heard a bunch. Okay. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, because I the reviews are great. It's Evan Rachel Wood. It's Richard Jenkins. Gina Rodriguez. Uh, I love me yeah, some Richard, uh, Richard Jenkins. Jenkins. Is a fucking man. Who's the other the um, Deborah Winger? Deborah Winger is the uh, the the older lead uh, role. It looks fucking great. Um, I've heard a little buzz. Yeah, DP, a little buzz. But unfortunately, not too much. But it looks like a great movie, and it's been reviewed really well. It's something I'm definitely going to check out. Looks like a good flick. So, so right, well, uh, yeah. So, so well, with, with that stat being said, uh, and Andrew being on the show, I think it's safe to say the movie studio as a whole, and Aperna Pictures, now friend of the podcast. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> yep. All right. Absolutely. So we got Shooter McGavin. Yep. And Annapurna Studios. This yeah, and amazing. actually, Andrew, you mentioned earlier that May, uh, Megan Ellison would, would she would be the type of person that would come on a podcast i have Tell to her. track her down again but i'll, any I'll bring her fucking on. time any fucking time and not only that but uh i'm gonna actually file paperwork with hr to put andrew officially a member of the, the movie, movie council? council yes oh, i love it i yes. love it Woo. we will have a fifth member well technically i mean heidi is technically a member 
We, yeah. we have some clerical members of my, ni- my right. yeah my ni- my niece wants to be a member but doesn't do jack shit for it oh yeah that, that's not we're gonna, gonna hear go about well. that one yeah please edit that out dp because we're gonna have to live with that for a while i'm sorry um, do not do not edit that out oh boy um and then yeah so is we have a new a new member of the movie council i it, love Andrew, it welcome Andrew, if, Andrew. If, if if you want to be doesn't mean you need to be on the podcast all the time but you're in the council i'm honored I'm honored. I love it. I really, I truly keep it up. I love it. I listen to probably five or six episodes straight on the way across the country. <laughs> I am guilty of admitting I have not listened to all of them, but uh, that's okay. You know, it, sometimes we get like a tinge off color with our language. <laughs> and Andrew, yeah, that's Andrew, what makes it fun. I love Andrew, it. Andrew, the best, the best part of the movie council is you get to decide what your title is. Yeah, whatever so it put is. Some thought into so it. You take can your be time. You yeah. want. Take your time. Whatever you think your title wants to be, you let me know or let Marky know, and he'll tell me. Again, <laughs> you probably shouldn't give me your cell phone number because I'll drunk text you at like three in the morning, and it'll get fucking weird. Yeah. So tell, tell Marky, Marky what. Yeah. yeah. T- trust me. Trust me. The, the other three have dealt with it. Uh, just, just tell Marky what you want your title to be, and I'll add it into the the spreadsheet because that is the official. That that's how massive multi-million dollar companies run right a small spreadsheet on a laptop on Excel. Right? yeah that's I love it. it that's it <laughs> that's where we have that's that's how this company runs motherfucker uh so uh just let uh, honestly, you know honestly, I'll, I'll though, put that in andrew thank you so much for being mm-hmm. on i think this is some of the most fun i've had on oh, a podcast so episode good. just no problem. no problem just being able right. to kind of, i don't know like i said earlier kind of like peek behind the curtain and just oh, yeah. you know yeah um here's some of those stories that um sort of about you know the things you're involved in and your career and um the things you've seen and and done and you've accomplished so thank you so much for for sharing it's been fun i mean i haven't rehashed a lot of this in a very long time so it's great to it's it's like kind of new to me again you know bringing it back up so dude it's so awesome i like i i i uh I, I could seriously sit here. We can only do a certain amount of time on this podcast. Well, no, that's not true. Yeah. We've just yeah, we're, we're not Joe Rogan. We can't go for four hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. But I let's really do it. Could. Marathon. I really podcast. could. I really could pick your brain for like three, four hours. Like oh yeah. This 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 is a ten hour conversation. You know, regularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll just, so we'll do this again. We'll absolutely yeah. do this again yeah, sometime. Absolutely. And by the way, Annapurna has a shitload more movies we can dive into, and we can do this mm-hmm. again. Or, sure. or in all honesty, anytime you want to come on, we can Honestly, talk about whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, Just, I was going to say, uh, Andrew, t- uh, Andrew's Tim, got Tim. his own projects he's working on, say, his, his brother's say, projects, lo- and his friend's projects. To, I, I would love to um, have him back um, and hear about, like, what, he, what you're doing, Andrew, and, like, where you're, where you're you know, where your uh, uh, creative mm-hmm. uh, vision's going and what you're, you know, what your yeah. projects you're whatever working on. Whatever you want to do, anytime. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you yeah, I'll keep so. I'll keep you guys posted. We're working on some things. Nothing's coming to fruition yet, but hopefully soon here. Well, yeah, well we are is, really right. big in it's China. A sta- so. It's a standing yeah. invitation. Yeah. It's a sta- so you, and, you're, uh, and Brussels. And Brussels. Got a foot in. Mm-hmm. But you have a total invitation to come on and and talk about that stuff again. Yeah. Whenever cool. you want, you come on. If it, if there's a, a topic some week that Marky mentions to you that you're like, oh, I'd like to talk about that. Come on, anytime. Yeah. You're 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 in the council. You're now. official member. You're in the council. You just got to, you just, you will make it official when you tell me what your job title is. You get to decide <laughs> that. I'll have to brainstorm with Marky. I, I like the think about security. It. That's a good one. So I'll think about security. 
Think about it. Think about and it. Colored you pencils. You can't take that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't have that. You can literally just. You can be in charge of whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't yeah. matter. So. Great. Well, um, thanks, guys. I mean, really, keep it up though. It's fun. I love. I love. Hey, you also. One last thing I got to leave it on. You. You talked about which I, I'd love to hear. One of my good friends' movie, uh, "Blow the Man Down." Yeah. Oh, what a yeah, great film. One of my favorite. One of my favorite films of this year. Dude, I'm yeah, dev- last year. I'm devastated it didn't get any type of like a war- like any nominations and nothing. So it's a that was a, that was Andrew's movie. buddy that put that movie together. It's yeah. fucking. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So oh, I I Danielle love Curdy that film. A good, a good friend of mine. She's the writer director. We worked together actually at Annapurna. So and she was like an assistant, and then she became oh. a creative director and like assistant or er, uh, researcher. And she was like, she left the company and was like, oh, I'm going to go on and do this movie I've been writing and thinking about. And it turned out to be Blow the Man Down. Well, Andrew, let me me ask, because I I noticed like when I I looked up the writers, because, of course, you know, they're they're very independent writers. They don't have like wiki pages or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Like this was all their first movie technically that they wrote or directed. So tight. So yep. tight. I yeah. mean, oh, what what a fucking sure. debut! Are you kidding yeah. me? Oh, home run. oh, and they yeah. they got they got Margot Martindale and June Squibb in the film. Oh, like, yeah, kick ass. She, and she she kind of she left the company and sort of like dipped out for a couple of years, and I didn't hear from her for a while. And she was working <laughs> on this, and is something she worked on with her partner, who is who I met her partner once, but I don't know her well. But Daniel Crudy who's one of the writer directors and they won yes best original screenplay at uh, Tribeca which is a big festival yeah but why did why, why was that it why was that it like i'm so pissed that movie should have won so much well, the movie's fucking brilliant she oh, ended up, i mean she's doing well now like she got represented by CAA and she's good tons of work going at her so oh, she'll, she'll be good. around but i, I was well i was driving across and i texted marky as i was driving i was like you guys are talking about blood the man down on this podcast it was universally lauded on this yeah. podcast we loved it that's we in the vault it. mm-hmm. it's in the vault that's yeah the and, it, we didn't know that there was any kind of connection at that point like no uh, yeah Andrew no, not texted at all. Me. yeah Andrew that's a movie me. council yeah. certified fucking <laughs> i mean that's right. one of those that yeah. is, that's but, a that, movie council but that's certified. a good example of the business too it's like she'll she'll reappear again in like a bigger capacity with a good film but it's like there's there's so many good independent films out there that uh, right I love that those don't get it. noticed you know that do really well and they go on I mean they get noticed in the industry but, <sighs> but it, Andrew Andrew one of the one of the reasons the movie council in general started years and years ago me and AJ can speak to this this is this is how it started back in like 2000 I think 14 when we started talking about this the reason the movie council started is that we were so pissed off that there were certain movies that didn't win awards that mo- the, the, these like shitty movies ignored would, yeah. yeah that would win awards they like you know I, we can get into examples all fucking day but that was the thing that used to piss us off we thought the academy awards for the most part some years were fucking bullshit we like these should be the best movies these are the ones that should be universally recognized as the best movies and those should win the awards blow the man down exemplifies everything we're trying to do with this fucking movie council yeah these are the movies that need to be seen as the fucking best movies that are made blow the man down is brilliant it's one of the yeah. best i don't know what year technically i started telling in. all my buddies about it until whatever Andrew, year yeah, yeah. whatever year made that or the girl whatever year that. it was one of the best movies i saw that year and should have won so, tons of awards, so but it got quick, ignored it's bullshit mm-hmm. quick quick little snippet like from 1999 to 2004 i was a uh 
a manager at Blockbuster Video. Do we all remember Blockbuster oh, Video? So jealous. Yeah. So, jealous. So, so I watched a ton of independent films. I was always looking for little hidden gems. And Blow the Man Down sort of reminds me, sort of like indicative of the films I was constantly yeah. trying to look Completely. for when I was working in that yeah. in store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, so that's a- Blow, the Man, Blow the Man Down, like, really, like... Yeah. It, it epitomizes and that i gotta give credit to uh amazon because they bought the rights to put that yeah. out on the streamer and a lot of a lot of these streamers will buy movies mm. like that but they won't really market it or feature it much like on their main page because yeah, it kind of gets buried for me so. blow the man down was like on the main title page i think like mm-hmm. i wouldn't have seen well, it. it was it but was that's for the that... first like week or two but most most of the time they won't do that for these kind of films which yes. is like, credit to them but i think i caught it i feel like i feel like i feel like yeah, I feel like Amazon does that a little bit more, like The Vast of Night, if you guys have seen that. That's another, like, small film, um, science fiction film, alien invasion film, which, um, you know, I think they featured a li- quite a bit yeah. on Amazon. And I thought, it, I thought it was great. I thought it was but, great. But, it's like, yeah. you know, I don't think Amazon does what Netflix does. Amazon, like, Netflix just throws everything against the wall. And I just don't think... Stick. I, I, I think Amazon's a little bit. I more just don't think there's any excuse for not having a movie like Blow the Man Down be nominated for Best Picture the, at the Academy Awards. And those girls that wrote the and directed it should have been nominated for writing and directing awards. Like that movie yeah. is fucking brilliant, and it's mm-hmm. better than it, the majority of things I saw that year. Like it's I bullshit. Agree. It's bullshit, and that's, that's the reason I started this tier. fucking council in the first place was to 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 resurrect and 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 change those fucking awful like you know like the you know, like when roberto benini won best actor like that's where it started for you right that's where i really started getting pissed <laughs> that's 100 percent where it started for him it is it is life, it is. life is beautiful right life is beautiful it should have been edward norton from american history x that year but what i'm saying is <laughs> blow the man been. down is one of those movies that falls best into that of criteria year. of a movie that should have won multiple awards but that was completely fucking ignored for other movies that fucking probably sucked. That was a top five movie from that year, and it was not treated that way. That's why I started the fucking movie council right. seven so to fucking Tim's years point, ago. That, right, so to, Tim, to Tim's point, like that's why the two of us would like would constantly like be bashing our head against the wall, like, why aren't these films recognized the way they should? Right. And, you know, we talked right. about that so much. That's where the council you know? originated from. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and that's that movie kind of in. Uh, to, so, that's sure why I get fired up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and starting with Sundance, I too. I mean, you, you watch all, like, Sorry, DP. all those kind of films <laughs> in uh, the Sundance showcase and yeah. Yeah. all these film festivals. I mean, there, there are so many good feature films I've seen that never see the light of day. I kind of even that. forget about it, and yeah. I'm like, "Wait, what just happened with this and this?" Or am I pop could, up we, randomly? We could so. spend a whole podcast talking to you about those films. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah, probably easily. right. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, but, but, all right, boys, boys. Before this fucking goes on for another two hours, we should call it. Yeah. Um, uh, if anybody has anything else they got to get off their chest, I clearly just unloaded a lot. I apologize. No, I'm good. For that. The- Big uh, big it's, props it's, to Andrew it's, for it's, coming it's, on. Yeah. Listen, it's yeah, been no a, it, it's been a long week. All right, I just I, I uh, that felt that was cathartic for me. That felt that felt good. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's that nice. Thank I you, Grace. I appreciate that. that that's the, that's yeah. why I started the council. All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> done. All right, uh, Andrew. Obviously, we would love to have you back anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Um, uh, also, great. once we once we end this, stay on for the after show. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. We usually. Yeah, <laughs> 
We shoot the breeze for we shoot the breeze for a few minutes out. No, but it, yeah. but in all honesty, um, you know, this is great. Anytime you want to come on, like I said, it doesn't just have to be about your experience in the movie industry. If you just want to come on and chat about a certain topic, you got it. Definitely. Um, I got to work on that title, and then I'll keep you guys. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's oh, really yeah. the most important part. Yeah. yeah. Don't take my 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 number. Tell Marky. Marky will tell me. Um, <laughs> that, trust me. That, trust me. It's bad you news. You know what? You know what? It's best for everyone. It's bad news. Trust me. Uh, Marky, before uh, do, do you have any other anything else for your boy before before we call it? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, you here. know, just again, like I, um, uh, I appreciate you coming on and i hope to have you on again you know this is a lot of fun i hope we didn't overwhelm you too much um but you 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 are the uh we did you and your brother (laughs) are the uh the main people i know obviously that have a connection we've always always loved movies and to have you be able to like give me like a main line into what movies are has always been a treat so and to have you share those stories with everybody is now obviously a, a delight but and i'm hearing uh, some of the stuff that you've told tonight there are some uh, things that i hadn't heard yet so i'd love for these to keep going yeah sure yeah hear some more oh yeah definitely i have stories for days so um but yeah no i appreciate it like i say i thoroughly enjoy listening to it so happy to be on i mark it we we've been talking about this for a couple months now it's just timing hasn't worked out so yes yeah i'm glad for uh, we, we we've been eagerly waiting for this <laughs> so honored to be the first guest on it and hopefully uh one of many and i don't know you know maybe we it just gets bigger and we could bring some more people on too who, yeah that'd be great yeah, oh my goodness that would be amazing sure. anytime man anytime right. we're open to anything and then obviously you know if, if there's any week where one of us can't show up. We got something going on. You, you, you are first in line. That we, we will ask to come on and uh, and and bridge that gap. So, uh, we ready to call it, boys? It. Yes. yes. All right. For yeah. for myself, for Marky, for uh, oh, DP. Oh, DP wants to do social media. Yes. One last time, I want to shout it out, everybody. Please uh, follow us on Instagram at movie council pod uh you can send us an email movie council pod at gmail.com and also our brand new facebook page you can find us uh just search movie council pod or at movie council pod however you want to do it and please if you're listening on itunes rate review the podcast it's super helpful subscribe appreciate it yeah subscribe listen to every episode uh yeah we we love our listeners so thank you so much We've said it before, but a right. uh, a little known secret: if you write an email to us, we will read it. There's yeah. only oh, yeah. literally hundred percent been made clear. The Booker yeah. Man yeah. and Bearded Thigh, thigh Tickler sixty nine are. <laughs> and we got and, Rachel. And, 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 and if you're driving across the country, like Andrew, please listen to us. Oh just, just binge, binge yeah. us, binge, binge us. Yeah, <laughs> we're a great. I mean, we're we're at like what twenty something episodes. You can get across country just listening to us. Yeah, yeah you, you can great. get pretty yeah. far with just our episode. That's it. So. That's, yeah. it. That's it. So, boys, uh, thank you for tonight. For myself, for AJ, for DP, for Marky, and for our newest member of the movie council, Mr. Andrew Harvey. It's been a great night. We will talk to you guys in a week. Good night. Night, 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 night. Good night. Love you, mom.
when I start us slurring, that's when it's time. To <laughs> yeah, yeah we need to, we need that's to when out. you become an official <laughs> member of the movie yeah. council. Mm -hmm. The movie council is adjourned.